Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast.com at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 32 of the Sacred Icon Halo Show with Brian and Brian Joshua. And morning. morning. Hey guys, we tried that like five times because of lag issue, and I think it worked that time. Mostly decent. I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. You guys there's watch time. Community? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's time. There's, we do, we've done several takes on this now. We spent like five minutes trying to get this right, and... A couple times it sounded like we were in sync for me, and then for Brian it didn't, and then vice There's versa. A bit of a lag. It's hard to line up your voices, yeah, like it really that. Is. especially when you have such high talent like Josh and I. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, shout um, out to community though. If you guys have seen that show, yeah, it's on Netflix right now. I am really enjoying it, dude. What? When does Piers leave the show? Season five. Okay. Oh, no, I I'm think on, it's at the end of four. Or okay, something I'm on right four. Now. I'm gonna be sad when he's gone. Honestly, how does four feel compared to the rest of them? You know. I, was, I know it's a different, like it's not Dan Harmon, mm-hmm. but um, I still so far right. so far I don't notice a quality dip. So far, I'm only like five episodes in. I don't notice You know what's funny dip. is later on, I think in like season five, they refer to that season, like yeah. in in uh, the, the story as the gas leak year, when there was a big gas leak in the school and it affected how they acted. And stuff. Oh, so, okay. Well, we'll <laughs> nice see. I, once joke. I get farther in. Um, yeah. But no, we're here to talk up. about Halo. Yeah. What, what do you want me to hit you up with? Hit me up with the sound of Shrek trying to say one of the Prophet of Truth lines. Uh, Anyone yeah, you want. What's a Prophet of Truth line? Um, Give me something. I can't do oh, Shrek very well, uh, but I'll try. It's going to be horrible. Oh, man. A line from Truth. Um, is he the one that says, you are all of you vermin? Yeah. Yeah, but you did that one before on a prior podcast, I did, podcast, okay. I think. That's like the um, one I can remember. <laughs> long have you led your fleet with honor. That's one, I think. Man, I can only do Australian. Long have you led your field with honor, mate. <laughs> That's not Shrek. That's terrible. That's, yeah, I can't do Shrek. How Donkey. <laughs> Don't Long get. have you led your fleet. I don't oh, know. yeah. No, no, no. That's, That's not bad. Yeah, That's no, bad, dude. Uh, <laughs> Give me another up? one. Give me another one. Uh, Let's go for round two here. Okay. Um, hit me up with the sound of Donkey trying to do... A Master Chief line. Oh, Any God. Master Chief one liner you can as well. Okay. Let's see, I'm gonna be Lord Hood in this moment. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that station? Sir! Giving the government back to bomb! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> 
I was giving the covenant back their bomb. <laughs> oh man. Chief's like, and in the morning, I need a weapon. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna be the title of this episode. <laughs> and in the morning, I need a weapon. That's really good. That's okay. really good. Uh anyways, okay guys. So today we thought we would enlighten you with some lore bits, because it's been a while. It's been a while! Ooh. Uh, ooh, we're in sync today. We were more in sync with that than we were with the community spiel. Um, so Josh has been reading the Halo Escalation comics, and uh, you guys, this is going to be heresy to you guys, because you guys probably know me as more of the canon type guy, but even though I'm really familiar with the canon, I've never actually read the Escalation comment, comics myself. I have, like, wiki-read them all, like like plot summaries. So in that sense, Josh is, probably knows better than I do. But we're going to talk about uh, the Escalation comics. We're going to talk about how those tie into, like, Halo 5. And Josh, I think we're going to maybe kind of get to a little bit later, we're going to kind of get to uh, how Halo 4, Spartan Ops, Escalation comics, and Halo 5, they all kind of relate, and they have this different... Yeah. Five going for them than like the mainline Halo. I'm sure we're probably going to go all over the place with this, guys, because I just have like several specific thoughts I want to talk about with Brian and pick his brain. But uh, you've done that with a couple things in the Halo universe, right? Like you just go and you'll read the wiki just to kind of get like the. Yeah, I mean, I've literally spent dozens of hours reading Halo wiki stuff just so that I have full understanding of the universe where I haven't. Like I've read books and stuff as well, but like Mm -hmm. some stuff I just didn't. Like the Escalation comics. I didn't want to track them down and read them. Plus, I had heard, I'm not, I actually don't know if this is true or not, but I'd heard from people that they weren't very good, which I don't know if that's even true. I mean, yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask you, what is the collective opinion on those? I wanted to, I almost want to say I remember people saying like some of them were good, but then like the last half were awful or something. I don't really know. Mm, okay. Maybe people love them. I mean, I don't know. What, what did you think, Josh? What's your personal just opinion? Did oh, you- well, I haven't out of the. <laughs> Comics I've read of Halo so far, I haven't found one that I particularly like really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like that's really stood out. But I think it's because most of the ones I've read have been more in the three four three area, and I, as a result, I haven't understood the the lore aspect as much. Like I, I pretty much need you right there to explain to me a couple different things. Whereas like I think the Bungie era comic wise, we just had wasn't it Uprising? Isn't that really yeah? That's the only that's the only Halo comic I've actually read the comic of is Halo Uprising. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of miss the simplicity of, of some of the uh, the earlier Halo stuff. But I, I think, like I think this. most lore people most lore people uh, don't really appreciate Uprising very much because it's not most of it's extreme extreme filler and nothing. Oh, I understand. Happens. I mean, yeah. I, I can honestly say out of all the ones I read, that was probably my least favorite. I haven't read the Fall of Reach one because I read the book. So yeah, I'm like eh, you know, but. I think I've read the other ones like Initiation, and I feel like there's one more I'm forgetting. Oh, there's one with like, was it Black Team? Uh, was it maybe, some I think ODSTs? So, black or Gray Team, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. So, Josh, kind of, where's where's like where does Escalation start in the, Seems, in the canon? Well, I don't know. Okay, so I I actually read this a little bit earlier. Apparently, like it takes place after Halo Four, okay. right? But then it's supposed to go kind of sort of tie into Halo Five. But I think the last sort of like. I've read four volumes in the last sort of series within the Escalation. Like, the last sort of story arc is like a prequel that takes place like a few months after, I guess, four. Okay. So, I I don't know. It's confusing. All right. It's weird. But I I read, too, that apparently they only originally planned to have it be a certain, like, a limited run of comic, of issues. um, And then they decided to expand upon it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. These are written by Brian Reed, right? 
I actually didn't check. I didn't okay. check myself now. Okay. So um, I'm not sure. I feel like, because I feel like, well, I, I'm just going to get this, this clear of the air with that. Like, a lot of people really hate on Brian Reed because he did he did the Spartan Ops. He wrote for the Spartan Ops in Halo 4, and then he was the main writer of Halo 5. And we all know that the most criticized thing about Halo 5 was the writing of the the campaign, the story. So while while I do think it's fair to, you know, criticize, um, you know, construct constructly criticize the work he did uh, in Halo 5 uh, story, because, you know, collectively, it seems like most people don't really care for that story. Um, you know, we don't know all the details. We don't know why it turned out the way it did. We don't know if he was the only one with input. I mean, look at it this way. Now... It's fully possible that it was on Brian Reed that the story turned out so bad. But for all we know, people said, hey, you got to stick to these 10 story beats and ride around it. And that could have really limited him. I mean, that's just one of a thousand scenarios I could make up that would give you reason to not bash a guy you don't even know. You know, because he gets bashed a lot. I'm pretty sure he's not even at 343 anymore. Uh, I'm sure it was hard uh, being in his position. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he did. Are you looking that up, Josh? Yeah, I'm actually looking it up right now. Pretty sure he did a, a ve- either all or a vast majority of the Escalation comics. Uh, yeah, he is one of the authors on them. Okay. It doesn't specifically okay. say which. So what. he was heavily involved with those as well. So if you kind of look at this, if you look at this timeline of Halo, you know, Spartan Ops started right as Halo Four came out. So you have from from Halo Four's release all the way till Halo 5's release. The story had Brian Reed had a heavy hand in the in the story. Um, for better or worse, because um, he was in the Escalation comics for Spartan Ops Five. So, jo- Josh, what is uh, what, what is the, where does the Escalation comics begin? Like, what's the story being told? Well, there's uh, before before we get into some of that, I actually got to. Okay. You made me think of a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, one being, I have this specific memory, guys. Of I think it was in the one of the Sprint episodes of watching with Brian and his brother Creighton. And there's a moment where Brian Reed is sitting at this table with people, and they show Lord Hood. And he's saying, Brian Reed himself says something like, just drop the Lord, so it's just Hood. And I remember Brian just was like so in, in distaste oh, yeah. of, of that change. Who, what? Yeah. Who do you and think I you are? get it. But, oh, yeah. And the, the reason I bring that up is because that was a really like, it wasn't so much that Brian had an issue with that specifically. It was just a really, it was very implicative of just how the changes that were going on. Yeah. That time. I mean, and it, it kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about like being emotionally invested in something and having a, well, I guess this was off the podcast. We talked about like when you, I think when it was you the make, last one too. Yeah. When you, when you make a, when you make a, so when you try to have an objective opinion, you know, the definition of, a, of objective is you, you, you don't want to have, you don't have any emotion involved. You, you bar all emotion. So if you really love something, uh, because of bias, you can also really hate something because of bias. So, so calling a product bad doesn't necessarily mean you were being objective. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to say anyone is or isn't being objective. Like, I'm, I'm not the dictator. But uh, if you, if you say like I, I told, I gave Josh as an example, if you say Halo Five or the Star Wars prequels are good or are bad, both of them, if they're based on emotion, can both not be objective. Like, I know since the collective opinion of Halo Five is the story's bad, it makes it seem that objectively the Halo 5 story is bad. That's not really the case. I mean, because, um, you know, we have all this emotion behind Halo built up. So obviously when we we bring all that emotion into the story, it affects, it hinders our, our judgment, our view. Um, and even when Josh, like Josh, if you guys, like, you, you know, like Josh likes to do movie reviews on Letterboxd and I like to do some game reviews on GG app. Um, 
Josh and I try to be objective and we say we're being objective. And I think lots of times we believe we're being objective and maybe we are, but you also don't really know, right, Josh? I mean, you, you don't know if a bias or a feeling emotions being involved, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think if I would try to watch one of them, like rewatch one of my favorite films, it'd be a lot tougher to really yeah. step back and look at that objectively. Where some of these other ones, it's just, it's easier. Yeah. So to and I don't have an investment into it. Yeah, so tell them what we were talking about when, when, like, Brian Reed says, oh, Lord Hood should just be called Hood. Like, just drop the Lord. It's like, you know, as me, someone super emotionally invested in Halo, it's like, why would, no, like, that's that's heresy. Why would you, it's like somebody says, oh, you know, let's do a new Star Wars, and we only refer to him as Vader. Don't don't use Darth. Anymore. Yeah, matter of fact, you know? Brian yesterday was talking to me about this IGN poll that they had for who's the best Star Wars character of all time. And it's like this little card battle that you could vote, and he asked me, he's like, you know, about this, about a character named Bastila from the Knights of the Old Republic video game, which isn't technically canon, but there's some elements from that that are canon. And he was asking me, like, is this character canon? And I was like, no. And he was like, because they're showing up in this and they're saying it's only, it's canon characters only. Yeah, so the, like, the IGN. It's not. I was like, yeah. not So, I, yeah. yeah, I was invested in that. The IGN poll said they're going to rank the best Star Wars characters that are canon, only canon. They said they wouldn't include anything that wasn't canon. And then. I saw a KOTOR character showing up. So Josh's favorite game is KOTOR, and he's a big Star Wars fan. Big Star Wars fan, I know. So I was like, yo, did KOTOR get made canon? And he says no. So I don't know what, what's going on with IGN's uh, Yeah, Star you Wars know what? Book, I think but, uh, Mitch Dyer, formerly of IGN, who was one of the writers on Battlefront 2, kind of tweeted uh, mentioning that, too. So, oh, really? So okay. I was like, good. Okay, so I'm not the only one. I mean, yeah. unless I was forgetting something. But yeah, so back to the... Back to the comics, guys. The stories kind of go all over the place. So if you guys haven't read them, um, I'm sure you're not going to mind spoilers this far out. But uh, it's it's it just goes all over. There's so much different stuff that happens, and uh, I just kind of want to pull from some specific aspects of that and and talk about Brian. Do you have you ever heard of someone named Spartan Ray? Uh, Does that I probably familiar? have, but I don't really remember. Okay, she's a female. She's got like long black hair. This is the first time I've ever seen her in there, or first time I've ever heard of her Mm -hmm. she was awesome in that she was throughout a lot of the uh a lot of the episodes like the first three volumes i guess i should say and she was featured pretty heavily in there um and spartan thorn that's something i want to talk about yeah now you told me way back dude you said that like originally for halo 5 it was going to be thorn instead of buck Mm -hmm. and i can tell through reading all four of these volumes now that's one of the things i want to talk about I could really tell that they were building up to have Thorn in that game. Yeah, like it. Yeah. It almost seems weird now looking at Halo Five. This is really this actually, cha- and we're gonna get more into this, but it's really changed how I've looked at some Halo Five story. And dude, I, I could just. It's so weird. It's so it really seems like he's such a big focus. Mm-hmm. There's some characters in here that kind of go in and out of the stories, like because all the story. There's so many different storylines that are going on in this Escalation series. But throughout it, there's common characters that show up in all of them. And then there's some that don't. And like Chief's one, we're going to get into in a bit. But Spartan Thorn was there for like everything. Yeah, for, 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 you, for those of you that don't know, in Halo 4 Spartan Ops, there's a prominent character named Gabriel Thorn. He's a Spartan 4. And the original plan was for Gabriel Thorn to be the fourth member of Spartan Team, of Fire Team Osiris in Halo 5. And that's what Josh is talking about. He's mentioned heavily in Escalation. Um, and if you can, you can even look it up. There was late concept art done of, like, of Gabriel Thorne being with the others it, in Halo Five. Was it revealed why he wasn't? Why? Why did uh, Buck come into play? Uh, because they just like now, if somebody out there like 
if I'm paraphrasing wrong, you know, feel free to correct me uh, on Twitter or whatnot. But uh, basically, they they discovered that Nathan Fillion would be up for doing the doing the game at a time where they still had enough time to get him in, and they deviated towards him because they thought it would be, you know, more successful and the fans would like that and be really excited. Um, so they did. They they pulled that's, out. You Gabe know what? Now this is something uh, that's changed because I've read this now. Before I had read this, I would have said, yeah, I wanted Buck because I didn't know the storylines yeah. as well. Yep. After reading this, as much as I love Buck, I much rather would have had Thorn because See, it really I'm feels I'm kind like of with it. you. It's it's a win and a lose because here's the thing. Most people don't read Escalation comics. I mean, I haven't even read them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, the people who were invested in Escalation comics is a very small amount. And also, Buck is a surefire, you know, remember how excited we were when we saw, oh, and Buck's going to, is a spark, yeah. he's in the team. You know, so it's a surefire way to, like, get people excited. Um, and in and, and my opinion, and I think probably a good chunk of people's opinions, you know, when I when I see Halo 5 criticized, they say that people say they didn't like playing as Osiris. They're like, I hate Team Osiris, except I like Buck. You know, I hated playing as Team Osiris, but Buck can stay. Like, they always say Buck's okay. So Buck was kind of like a free get-out-of-jail or get-out-of-jail free card for them. Like, he's going to be liked no matter what. But I think it almost would have suited it better if they stuck to what they had planned and, and put yeah, Game of Thrones there. Because he was an original character, and like all the characters in Spartan Hemo Cyrus, except Buck, are original characters. Like he, he might have been a better fit. And, you know, ultimately, Buck wasn't enough to save the problems that, were, that Halo 5 had. Yeah, because they don't even answer in the game or any. I think it's a book that they answered it, I think, but they don't answer in the game how he became a Spartan. It's answered in one of the books, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's uh, okay. there's. I get them mixed up. It's it's bad blood. I think bad blood. Yeah. Now, see, I don't think that's as big of a deal, but I think this is overall. This is where we kind of run into the problem of, like, the dichotomy between expanded universe canon being like required reading or being optional reading that you kind of still benefit from, and like. With Halo, we've talked we talked about this to death about you know it's a lot of most of it's required reading at this point. Whereas with something like Star Wars, I've actually heard people say you know it's the opposite, but I've heard people say that they wish it was more involved. And now being a sort of in in both fandoms, I can honestly say I look over at Halos and I think, be careful what you wish for because they're they're both they both have pros and cons to it. Yeah, you know, don't you think? Well, it's it sucks to like go out and buy a, a cool looking Halo book or Star Wars book, whatever universe you're into. And then you find out that either it covers nothing new, it's extremely bland, or it's not canon. Because all three options make you feel like it wasn't worth it. Like, I went to the bookstore with my wife, and I saw they had a bunch of Alien novels. And I'm like, Alien's dope. I love Alien. And then I read, I looked up online, all Alien novels are not canon. I love that you're saying dope more now. I feel like oh. I rubbed off on you with that. Did you really? I don't know. Okay. I might have. I've been saying that for years. So I, maybe I can't take credit for it. I'm just a lot, a lot of the Sacred Icon Halo posts from the beginning have had dope in them. So I, I must be. It might be you. I, uh, I can see that. Maybe not. Maybe um, not. That's cool. But like, yeah, all the alien, all the alien novels are not canon. So for me, it's like, why would I even pick one up? You know, like they're I get not. Get it. Canon. I mean, I, uh, I'm somewhat the same. I'm somewhat different because, like, but at the same time, like, why can't you just be entertained? Why does it have to be canon? You know, like, yeah. Well, can't, sometimes it's almost able... a superficial fake thing if you think about it. Yeah, but I understand. Like, you want to feel like it's it's escapism is why we get in that stuff. So you want to feel like it's cohesive and it's real and it exists. When I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I love to pretend. Uh, when I try to read through the trilogy, I should say, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I like to pretend that this stuff happened long ago, even though I know oh, it yeah. didn't. I just I love like to, it. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So it's it's fun. But I uh, thought you were gonna say you like to pretend that 
that Talion was a half ring wraith or whatever, and I was going to go, no. <laughs> no, I already had a problem enough with his name. I love those games, but I still have a problem with his name. You know what, Josh? I'm going to go back on my word from six, seven years ago, uh, six years ago. Talion does not fit the Lord of the Rings universe. It sucks. <laughs> oh, still, still me, cool. Me and Josh character. had a really friendly, like, you could tell, like, there was a little bit of irritation, but, like, this friendly debate way back at, when uh, Shadow of Mordor was coming out, the, the Lord of the Rings game. They announced the main character's name was Talion, and I was like, oh, sweet, Talion totally fits the universe. And Josh is like, yeah, it doesn't really sound like it would be a name that would be in the Lord of the Rings universe. And I was like, whoa, wait, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, okay, Josh, I respect your opinion, but how? And then he'd tell me, and I'd be like, uh, I still respect your opinion, but my voice tone tells you that I don't. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> uh, but we like talked it through and everything, and yeah, I just I'm not a big fan of those games anymore. But anyways, back no. On what topic. I was gonna say too is, yeah. is sometimes yeah, sometimes I can enjoy stuff that's not canon, like with Star Wars. Like if it's if it's some super out there story, I'm like yeah. all the more now. Well, you still love like, I can just enjoy it. But yeah, oh, of course. But uh, but I know what you mean. It, it's harder to get into stuff sometimes when you feel like it doesn't actually have a place. In the world, and would universe. you say you were a fan of Gabriel Thorne by the time you got to end of the escalation? I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a fan, but I don't hate him at all. I just he, he kind of uh, he doesn't it, it, throughout the comics. He doesn't really have a, a sense of identity. He's more so like a sort of a a vessel through which the other characters bounce their personalities off of, and he's just sort of he's just sort of one dimensional in a way. But he's not bad. Yeah, you know, he's not bad at the same time. Like. If someone someone else might have read those and have a completely different opinion, so I. But my impression is just that he was very one dimensional, very simple. But it does. The more important thing is it does seem like he was built up to be a huge part going forward. Because something else uh, I wanted to talk about was Tanaka, who is in Halo Five prominently, is a character that uh, manifests <laughs> herself in this series. So that was. That was weird. Now, when you were when Halo Five was about to come out, dude, did you had you already read all the Escalation stuff? Like, were you how like did you yeah, get caught up on Escalation after Halo Five or before? No, I'd skimmed through all that stuff before Halo Five. Like everything that tied into Halo, 5. I was one of those people that like was like there was this spider web of things that that three four three said you needed to read. Well, actually, they they said you didn't need to read it, but really it was like yeah, you need to read this spider web of content before five. And I I had, I had either read it, watched it, or wiki read it um, beforehand. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Tanaka. She's. I think she's got the least. Uh, the least content to outside of a five because Olympia Vale has her own whole novel. Um, Buck has his whole game. That? Do you remember? Uh, it's the it's the one that takes place in the Ark. Oh my gosh! People listening, like Kirsty, probably she probably read this. Probably like, uh, Hunters in the Dark. I think. I think it's called Hunters oh, in the Dark. Oh, I know of that one. I just she's the main yet, character, right. so she's got a whole book. Odie or uh, Locke's got a whole movie. Buck's got a whole game. Tanaka, I think she just has these comic bits and maybe a couple comic book bits and maybe another couple bits in another book. Interesting. Yeah. So. I figured that was the case. I feel like I'm only now really starting to deep dive into some of this stuff. You know, you know, what's, like, you know what's so cool? I'm sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to interrupt No, you. go ahead. What's so cool talking about this is like, despite all the the missteps of, of, of Escalation maybe and Halo 5 story and all that, it's been five years and we've talked about these characters a lot. Like, I'll even say in my mind... Locke, Tanaka, Vale, uh, you know, they're they're pretty cemented to me in Halo Canon now. Like I'm not saying that they're like well fleshed out or well loved or great or anything like that, but mm-hmm. to me, they've been around so long and have been in so many conversations that like they exist in that world to me now. I still uh, I still really like all of them. Like whether it's Fire Team Osiris or Blue Team. In, like in it's a e- sense it's I actually, do. It's, it's, it's actually weird. easier for me to like 
Osiris yep. than Blue Team because you don't I see agree. him as much. They're not given as much time to, to you know, gel. I love Blue Team in the extended like canon stuff, but yes. to me, when I play Halo 5, they're just three generic Spartans. I, I'm not saying that I'm right on that. It's just how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. I think if the game, if it had had more of an even amount of levels, I think we would have had a better chance to like him. But three levels, it's just not enough to go off on. You know, because Chief's the main guy. He's going to have either the most dialogue or they're going to have to be vessels to... Or Chief's going to have to be that vessel that they're going to have to bounce themselves off on. And it just didn't really work that way. It didn't really yeah, gel really, too well. Really oddly for right now, For some reason, man, you're making me want to play a five campaign right now. That's weird. Well, this, is the, this is the yeah. thing. And I, I know we're going to circle around. But this is the thing that made me like actually love reading this at the same time. Like Even though I was kind of iffy on whether or not I enjoyed it, there were certain things I loved about it, and it actually made me want to replay, especially Halo 5's opening mission, because yeah. they're like the, the I'll say this, the end of it, the end of one of the the I don't know what to call them, I guess like little series within the you know what I mean? Because there's so many different stories. I guess the the there's one story arc that ends with uh uh oh my god, Halsey, and she's she has this uh, the, the Janus key. And then they go to this thing called the Absolute Record, which yep. I love. It's like the Absolute Record. Yeah. Like the names, the names are total so, record. They're, they're either really cheesy or they're really like easy to forget for me for some reason. Yeah. But anyway, well, everyone, everybody thing. thought the whole Janus Key Absolute Record thing. Everyone thought this was like a huge like direction for five, like because that that was in Spartan Ops as well. She gets the two halves of the Janus Key in Spartan yeah. Ops. But go ahead, sorry, John. Yeah. Anyway, she. Uh, Throughout the whole stuff, like she's with them, she's with uh, Julian Dama and his his group of uh, people and stuff like that. And at this point, she kind of turns on them, but then it backfires on her and they capture her. And all of that made me want to just boot up Halo Five, get to that first mission. Yeah. Because now, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a minute since I played Halo 5's campaign. Are is Julian Dama attempting to like kill her? Not assassinate her. Not, kill her? No, he basically. So what is he at, doing at that point? At the end of Spartan Ops, you know, uh, Oni sends Palmer. Well, Oni basically commands mm, uh, Palmer. <laughs> Oni commands Lasky's. Lasky basically to kill to kill Halsey at the end of Spartan Ops, yeah. and he's like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And Palmer's like, "Yeah." We need to take yep. her out. So Some Palmer of that goes, happens in the book. Palmer goes after Halsey, who's now captured by Julem Dama, and she fires a bullet, and it shoots uh, Halsey in the arm. And then um, basically the end of Spartan Ops, it shows Halsey, and Julem Dama has removed her arm because he, rather than try to fix right. the bullet, he's just like, I'm amputating, I guess. <laughs> and uh, she has no arm. And basically at that point, she feels like she's an enemy to both you know, the UNSC and uh and uh Julem Dama. Yeah. And uh so Jul- so basically um she she leverages her knowledge to keep herself alive right. with Julem Dama. And when we get to Halo five, Julem Dama's basically like, You have led me all over the galaxy on this goose chase and I've accomplished nothing. It's basically more or less what he's saying. And I'm tired of it and it's time for you to, you know, keep to your word and and really we know that Halsey has been like telling the UNSC where she's at or whatever to so 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 she was just screwing with Julem Dama and it sucks that Julian Dama had so much development because he's also prominent in bo- at several novels as well, the Glassland and, and trilogy and stuff like that. And he just is annihilated in the first mission in a cutscene. Um, and it does. I, I think they were thinking maybe if they had this new character Locke kill him so in a badass way, it would help us like the character. 
But like Joel Dama had way more development than than Locke did, so it just felt really unfair. But anyways, Josh. No, I agree. I, I dude, I, I agree completely. I mean, I I want to get, I want to replay that first level of Halo Five now, having the context of this stuff, because I feel like I'll be able to appreciate that aspect of it more. I know who Tanaka is a bit more, you know. Uh, so that right there is pretty cool. Uh, it already helps because when I first played it, I was I was way out of touch even more than you. Yeah. I only I knew Buck. And I knew a little bit of, uh, oh my God, Locke. I knew a little bit of him, but I didn't know Vale or Tanaka really. So I was there. Really- there is no. Doesn't matter who you are, how much you know. The the way Halo 5's approach to not introducing you to a million things, it was just bad for for a game telling the game story. It was just bad. You know, you start the I game mean, off as characters that. It's weird in one sense when I look, okay, if I look back and I'm someone who has only played like Halo 4 or 5 and I'm going to go back and I'm just going to jump into Halo 2 randomly and there's Miranda Keys. I don't know. Do they properly, I mean, I guess they kind of introduce her with the medal ceremony, right? Like I'm trying to think if there's an example. I think Halo 2 is the example of how to do it right because they show you you the heavy cutscenes with the Arbiter at the beginning and they, they give you a lot of his story. But then they also give you chief story, what's familiar, and then they Lord also Hood, I kind of feel like is the sore thumb in that way, though. Um, Would you? I say mean, that? they don't really introduce him. He's well, just sort of there. Like in Halo One, there's no mention of this guy. In Halo Two, he's just there. I think the difference is, is that like, well, in Halo One, you're just way out in space at the Halo ring. You know, true. You're not Very next true. to Earth. When you come back to Earth, it's assumed there's going to be other leaders there. And Lord Hood and Miranda. At least in the beginning, they're just kind of on the side there. They're not really anything big or prominent. Locke and his team are gigantic, enormous to Halo 5's narrative. And Arbiter is enormous to Halo 2's narrative. But with, like I said, they show Arbiter at the beginning, but they also show Chief. So you see familiar, you see new. Then they let you play as Chief and feel comfortable for a few episodes while sprinkling in more Arbiter cutscenes. So by the time you play as Arbiter, even though it's still a still sh- big shock to everyone... Like you've kind of built it, you kind of know who he is a bit. You know, you kind of built it up. Yeah, that's a good point. That's so. a good point. Because when you get to Halo Five, you still don't really know a lot of these people. Halo Five, you you're like you don't understand exactly what you're doing. You yet. have no idea, and you're also like, if you somebody's like, you know, you and me are the kind of people who are like, we keep up to date on this stuff. But like for someone who's like playing Halo Five and they played ODST like seven years ago or whatever, they're like, wait a minute, wasn't that guy in ODST? How did I thought Buck was in ODST? Wasn't he in ODST? Like, is that the same character? Like, they're probably wondering. How is this the same guy from ODST? He's not a Spartan. And why is he with these nobodies I don't know? Like, it was just way too much. You should have at least started the first mission with Chief and, like, sprinkled in cutscenes of, of, like, Osiris assembling their team or something. I just, I don't know, yeah. man. I don't and then about Jewel and Dama, uh, I completely agree. I, It's so weird. I, I, it was weird for me the first time I played Halo 5 and, like, I finished the mission and he dies and I'm like... They just count Dooku'd him. By the way, guys, whenever I see someone gets Count Dooku'd, that's my uh, little little nod toward how Count Dooku is a part of Revenge of the Sith. But when you think about that movie, it doesn't really feel like... You don't think of Count Dooku being in that movie. No, I think so, I never think he's in it. Yeah, so Julem Dama is, is, is such a forgetful part of Halo 5. And it's just so weird because there's so much buildup with Spartan Ops. And then they're just... It's, it's weird. It, it would have been... It's one thing just to kill him off. But, it, you know, I guess I would have... If you would have told me, oh, there's different writers from Spartan Ops and from Halo 5, I would have thought, oh, that's probably why they wanted to go in their own yeah. direction with the story. But no, it's the same guy. And Well, I just feel like there wasn't... I don't feel like there was a clear... If you look at Halo 4's narrative, Spartan Ops' narrative, and then Halo 5, it seems to me like there wasn't a clear clear confidence that what they had was something they were going to stick to. Because I think like 
Halo 4 clearly established a new direction, and, it, and it Spartan Ops kind of carried that onward, and it looks like Escalation was kind of building on it even more. Yeah. But then somewhere along the way, you know, all the negative feedback to 4 back in the day, I feel like they just changed up 5 a lot. 5 doesn't really, it doesn't really, 4 built, the way 4 was building, 5 is not what you expected to get. And that's the interesting thing. We always talk about how the marketing for Halo 5 was like false advertising, and like it, it painted a whole different picture of like these Oni conspiracies and Chief versus Locke. While that's true, we also were kind of led falsely by Halo 4, Halo 4's campaign and Spartan Ops and, and, and everything. Like that, that was like, oh, you know, um, uh, Halsey meets the librarian and she gets the Janus key and she splits the Janus key in two and Joel Dama has her and the other half is with, with UNSC. Like, that never paid off in five. That never was even talked about. You know, it was like they just completely changed direction. Yeah, a lot so. of that happens in escalation, but it, I wouldn't even say it properly concludes. Yeah, so everything in Halo Five, like it wasn't what anyone like fans of the Bungie era didn't expect what they got in Halo Five. Fans of Halo Four didn't expect what they got in Halo Five. People who watched the advertising, aver- like all the advertisements and marketing for Halo Five, didn't get what they expected. Like it was just it wasn't it's clear, another. You know? I, do, I feel like that's such a huge facet of why halo infinite has been so quiet it's easy to think yeah, about yeah. you know it's easy to to default to oh they're they're having problems which i've speculated on before and then it's easy to think you know they've learned from their experiences because that's the optimist in us but it's like man you look back at that and it's like it was so it, 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 it wasn't it necessarily intended to be misleading but that's what ended up happening and that's you know history that's how it's written out. Know, be careful what you ask for because it's like we wanted more of that when it was Bungie doing Halo games. We're like, give, give us more, give us more side stuff, more build up, more intrigue. You know, show us more, and then, and then you just get the game, and then like the game is what it is. And like, I think the the biggest takeaway I have from some of this stuff, like the whole expanded universe thing, is that like you, if you're gonna do this stuff and you're gonna do these books and comics and even like series and stuff like that, it's all gonna connect together. You have to like. Do it very slowly and very carefully. And I don't think I've, I mean, in all the Phantoms I'm in, I haven't really seen that done, like, to as close as perfection, I guess, as you can can do. Like, Star Wars has struggled. Star Wars has done a great job in this new canon, but it's still tough. And it, it's, it's, just, it's just hard. It's like, you want that stuff. You know, back in the Bungie era, it was nice to have those books where you're like, you learn how... You know, for Fall of Reach, you learn how he gets to the Pillar of Autumn and all that kind of stuff and where they're at. And then you learn what comes after. Like, I'm going through First Strike now. And it's so cool all these years later yeah. to finally learn, like, what happened after that. How did, when how did Johnson on- make it back home in yeah, one piece? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's so cool, like, getting all that stuff. So that's that's really neat. Uh, but at the same time, then I look now and I'm like, honestly, guys, like, for you listening, like, part of the reason it's taken me so long to get to some of this stuff is because I felt so overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. I wanted to consume it all at once. So for me personally, when I did decide to pick something to, to go with, I would fall off of it because it just it felt like more was coming out and I couldn't I just can't catch up. And there's there's so much of it now. And there's like quality quality over quantity for me. But See, it seems so easy ahead. to it seems so easy to sit in the sidelines though and feel like you could have done it better. Because that's what I'm thinking right now. Oh, like, it is. I, I know I couldn't have, but it's like I couldn't. Like, can't. <laughs> picture this, picture of Halo 5, like, because at this point, you only play as Chief for three missions, and two missions are on, or actually all three missions, no, two missions are on the same place. So, if I, I think you should have just made Halo 5, 
entirely Cyrus at this point. At that point, if you're going to go that far, made it entirely Osiris, and then had, had play the game and have Locke like forming the team, like tr- you know going and finding Olympia Vale, and like you go you're properly introduced to her, and like you see as you the player living vicariously through Locke, you met Olympia Vale, you met Tanaka, like introduce him in the game, and then have all your side content be like, okay, here's a book about what Vale was doing before Locke before Locke met her. Here's a comic about what Tanaka was doing when she was a little girl. Here's a book about, you know, this. Like, make it so that we, like, I don't need to know what, I don't need to know what Vale was doing. Like, I don't need to know what Olympia Vale was doing three years before she met Locke. But give me a book, a good meaty book, about what she was doing three years before she met Locke. That way, I have something interesting to read. But when I play Halo 5, and you play as Locke, and you get to meet Olympia Vale organically, for new players who haven't read the book, they just go, oh, Here's a new character I'm meeting named Vale, and she's new to me. So but, then you reward, is- but then you reward players who read the book because when they meet Vale, they'll be like, oh, I remember three years ago she was doing this in this book I read. So it's like it's so reward. So you're kind of saying you you prefer more the not required reading, the optional reading. I would say, yeah. Because, well, I think, I mean, I think we've heard this before, you know, and I think we've heard it from like, Bungie's kind of the first one that I really remember hearing from. It The, the, the side stuff needs to enhance the the games without requiring it required reading like yeah you you kind of you really needed to you it was required for you to read everything and watch everything to know who Locke Olympia Vale and Tanaka were and in a sense kind of buck if you played the game you need to play ODST Um, you you needed those things for the game to make sense as to why these characters were here but like I said if you just organically met Olympia Vale as Locke you know on your second or third mission and they introduced her properly. And then they had put a book out before the game came out about what Olympia Vale was doing early in her career. Then you get the reward. You get to reward players by saying, "Okay, you read the book about Vale, so now when you meet her in the game, you know more than somebody who didn't read the book." But yeah. everything you read about her wasn't essential. You didn't need to know it. You know? No, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I now switching between Star Wars and Halo stuff. Like, I kind of prefer how. Star Wars has done it. I know I probably sound biased, but I just prefer it because it's not as required. Like if there's a, something, uh, a character like Luke might one line he might have said like Bullseye and Womp Rats in his T16 back home in A New Hope. You know, I I can't remember if there is. I think there is, but there might be a comic or a book that actually tells that story, and it's not required. But it's like, oh, cool, now I can yeah. know that story. You don't so need when to I watch it, the movie. Nice. I think of it. It's more rewarding. And I kind of yeah. prefer that way. Yeah, exactly. But like in this, uh, Julian Dama's having this sort of small civil war with this guy. I might mispronounce it, but it's like Sally Neon. And uh, it's this other sort of guy. And they both have their different beliefs with gods and everything like that. And, and what's right and what's wrong. And like by the very end of it, he, they, he, this guy escapes and uh, takes his own ship and, and he battles with uh, Julem Dama's uh, fleets and stuff like that. And, but then, you know, uh, he's still out there. And I don't know if there's a book or comic that covers it, but like, I don't. I kind of. What's up with that guy? I kind of want to know what he's up to. So and they don't. They don't really cover that. And, and and you guys listening to this might be thinking right now, like that's the guy that's in this book. But it's like it sucks because I don't. You know, it sucks that I have to go find that. You know what like, I thought? It was kind know. of a perfect recent example, Josh, is those last four episodes of Clone Wars. Oh, the yeah. the way like the last four episodes of Clone Wars it? are really, they're really really good, and they 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 coalesce with Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. But 
you don't need to watch those episodes. Like, you don't need to watch The Clone Wars to watch Revenge of the Sith. You don't need to watch Revenge of the Sith to watch The Clone Wars. They just complement each other so well. And now that I've seen those episodes of Clone Wars, when I watch Revenge of the Sith, I'm going to feel like I have that enhanced you know, experience, you know. But mm-hmm. people who just watched Revenge of the Sith didn't need it. Didn't need it, you know. It didn't. Yeah. That's a good example to me. That that's the kind of stuff I want to see more of in Halo. Yeah. Uh, On to yeah, another topic uh, of this though. Uh, Black team is killed off screen in this, and I know a yeah. lot of people yeah. in the fandom I've heard have like there was a lot of love for Black team, and we're gonna talk about Chief. We're gonna get to him and Blue team here soon. But uh, they they discover. Them. And there's just a page where you see Black Team dead. Like, you don't see them die. That you don't see them talk. You just see... Th- yeah. yeah. And uh, that's that's weird. Do you, do you remember that being a big deal? Yeah, I, I think I think they just wanted to... They wanted to make for a serious, serious moment without actually killing any big characters. So they're like, eh, whole Black Team. Black Team. Man, that's, that's crazy. That, that, uh, that's another problem is you, you have some people out there, like... I'm going to name drop this person just because the one I can think of that I know is Haruspis. You get people like him that are so invested. They read all of this. They know all. Like, I'm really invested as well in canon. Yeah, John is going through this stuff right now. He's got a list. I don't know if you saw that. He's got a list. Yeah, so for for people like them and, you know, like I said, for me, it's a little bit different because a lot of it I'm just wiki read instead of actually reading. But for people who literally go out, buy the books, buy the comics – they they make sure they are they have every bit of knowledge. Um, that stuff really really matters to them. They really hold it near and dear. They care about it. So you don't want to spit in their face. You don't want to kill Black Team for no reason, or, or, or you know, with the way they've structured Halo Halo's uh, lore, you know, in the games and out, they really aren't winning any favors here because you know the the people who are super invested in the side stuff. Yeah, they're getting. They're getting that paid off more in the games, but then like I feel like the games still suffer by so the, using the extended media is such a crush crutch. But then if you just do stuff in the in the extended media that doesn't honor that audience, like just killing Black Team off for no reason, you're gonna really upset them, you know. So how do you balance? How do you balance it? Like I think like what you said is just much better. Like the whole womp the whole womp rats thing, um, in in Star Wars. Like tell that story. Because that story is not going to hurt anyone. It's not going to affect anyone. But for people who read it, they're going to be like... It compliments it. It compliments it. Yeah, just make complimentary stories. I, I think that's... It's nice to do. Yeah, and, and by all accounts, guys, if you have a if you guys feel differently on that, I'd love to hear like a good perspective why. Like and I I mean I don't mean that in a bad way. Like there's gonna be a bad perspective, but I mean yeah. like I would love to hear why you prefer this stuff to be required reading because I've, I I kind of feel differently, but I'm completely open to hearing well, let's, why let's, someone feels differently. I think there's something we need to attack, like to be fair, is that because to make it less black and white, if you go back to just the Bungie era, Bungie more or less blew off the entirety of the extended universe. Like we're talking about how like it should complement it. Where, but Bungie just kind of, I think the issue was back in the Bungie days, people were saying, Bungie, we wish you would just acknowledge, acknowledge in the game, acknowledge that these things exist. Just acknowledge it. We're not asking you to make some random character from the Flood novel a main character. That's not what we're asking for. We're asking for you to just acknowledge to us in the game that these things exist. And Bungie didn't. They just completely blew it off, acted like they weren't there at all. So I think what we're asking for is, you know, a happy medium. I think doing it Bungie's way was bad as well. Bungie said, we're going to give you no payoff 
at all. No complimentary things. Again, in a sense, like, yeah, I, I read The Fall of Reach, and that really complimented Combat Evolved, but there was still no, like... There was never. There wasn't a, a tether. I know yeah, you're there was no, there was tether no tethers. There. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't Bungie honoring the content that was created. We we know from behind the scenes stuff they didn't really like that people were creating content, you know, on the side for Halo. So they weren't really honoring it. They were ignoring it. And now Halo Five not only are like with three four three, they're not just honoring it. They're like they're holding it up into the the high skies. They're they're giving it the same relevance as the games. Both sides are two extremes. It needs to just be. It needs to be a middle ground. It needs to be complimentary well i think my takeaway is it just needs to slow down like i like what they're doing i mean in one sense to play devil's advocate i really respect what they're doing and how a lot of this stuff really does matter Mm -hmm. compared to the star wars um sort of expanded canon that doesn't necessarily matter i mean some does sure but for the most part it, it it's not required Whereas with Halo, it is. So I, I like that. Like you said, a happy medium. I think they just got to slow down because there's so much Which now. Which they have done. Like, rather than us tell them they need to slow down, I think they've just, if we're being fair, they have done that, right? Like, there's a book coming out that leads up I'm So to, excited for Shadows of Reach. Yeah, dude. that comes out in I'm September. So for that. But if it hasn't been, they haven't put much out, I don't think, in the last few years, right? I mean, I think they're Wasn't doing there one last year that was a focus on Chief? Uh, there was, but they're, they're, they're complimentary. Like they're by the, they're exactly what we're asking for. Those chief novels are not required. They're just complimentary extra well, stuff. That's good. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. I mean, that's I, I won't Troy pretend Denning. that my Troy Denning. I'm necessarily right on this stuff. It's just just how I feel. It's just my opinion. But uh, yeah, a couple other things we'll kind of start to lead into though is Chief and Blue Team are in there. But before we even get to that aspect, I want to talk about the Didact because this is this is something like Black Team's there. Mm-hmm. And they get killed off screen. That's that's there's little cameo appearance. They're yeah. just dead, and it's because the Didact kills him. Yeah, who's, who's not dead? Somehow, the who's Port. not dead? Yeah. And then he dies so in the like, comic. Black, yeah. Poor Black Team, just like they get killed because the Didact who returns, who, who then die. Like it's just it's like so when you get weird. to Halo Five, like it's so weird. It's just assumed for the whole audience. It's just assumed that the Didact died in four. Well, this because, is that's you know. my biggest. Like I think that it's it's hard. I like that's my out of everything from this. This is that's my big takeaway. Where I say, why the hell did this have to happen? Like wh- who? It makes no what was sense. the thinking behind this to bring this guy back and have him die? Personally, I can tell you what I think. I know. Uh, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts, but I'm just gonna say I was super underwhelmed, and I, I like I thought it like when I heard about this a long time ago, I thought it was really cool that I that this is a thing. I was like, oh, I mean that's cool because a lot of people love the didact. And I can see why he is pretty cool in Halo 4. But then you go read this comic, and it almost like lessens the impact of a lot. For, for me personally, not for everyone, just for me personally. Because of what happens. It's yeah. so, it's just such a weird thing. Like, they would have brought him back, and he would have been five, then that would have made more sense. But they bring him back and kill him off. So what are your thoughts, Brian? Well, like, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I, I, don't, I don't know how many people remember this. I, I think, once again, Haruspas, I think, will remember it so well because he wrote so many articles in the thick of it that's the reason i know of him is people hated halo 4 people hated that game like we we have this narrative now that halo was all fine and dandy till five everything ages better in time people get nostalgic for stuff people love people love four now but people absolutely despise four people said that four's story sucked Master Chief didn't act like himself. People said the Didact was a horrible villain. They said Didact wasn't fleshed out. They didn't like him. They said he looked like a weird vampire. They said he had a stupid character design. <laughs> All those things. Yeah. You know, first time hearing that, Josh? Yeah. That's People just 
hated. I can kind of see that now. They hated. But I Halo like him. I like how he looks. Yeah, they hated Halo Four. They hated the Didact. They hated it. So I think, you know, like I think you know, and it's hard for three four three because they're new and they want to they want to do their own thing, but they also want to please. I think they were doing a lot of course correcting, and at that time, people hated that stuff. So with with the, I think when Halo Four ended. I think they had intents to bring Didact back. I don't think... Think about this, dude. The Didact was built up over three novels by famous author Greg Bear. And then he was shown up... He showed up in Halo 4. Halo 4, I don't think, was ever meant to be his end. I think he was going to be in the narrative going forward. But people hated him so much. They hated Halo 4. So I think what they did was they brought him back in the comic to give him a definitive death. And then... But the funny thing is... By the end of the comic, there's a little nod that he could possibly still come back, which is ridiculous. But anyways, they wanted to give him a definitive death to work him out of the story to tell people, hey, we're moving on from that. And then it almost seems, and I'm probably wrong about this, but I don't know, it almost seems as if the Warden Eternal in Halo 5, like he had been so developed. I feel like that was the didact at some point. I feel like he was so developed and already in the writing for Halo 5. like already Because if, if you look at it, the, the first trailer for Halo 5 came out eight months after Halo 4. So, Halo 5 was being worked on before 4, like, at least narratively and everything. I feel like the Didact was supposed to be there, and he was already, like, this character in the narrative. So, they just made up a new character called the Warden Eternal, who has the same type of voice, acts the same way. It even makes sense that he's a compo- like he's composed, in a sense, because um, the Didact fell through the composer at the end of Halo 4. Now, I know what you lore guys out there are saying. You're saying, Brian, the Didact can't be composed. He's immune to composure. That's true. I don't I don't know what what they were going for there because he's supposed to be immune to that. But like the Warden Eternal in Halo Five, for all intents and purposes, he sounds like the Didact. He looks like a composed Didact. It makes sense that he'd be the Didact because he fell through the composer with Cortana, and Warden Eternal is with Cortana. I think they just shifted the whole narrative there. Um, I think they just there was so much backlash to four that they just changed so much. Um, Man, I don't know. I just you you can no, just I, you can kind of see this stuff, and it's just frustrating. I get it. I I just I feel like I feel like I'm more affected as like for the people that are like the more diehard fans of the expanded lore. Like, cause I you know like I said, guys, Brian is the one who like I love the Halo games. I played them since I was a kid. I'm a bit more on the multiplayer side, um, but I still love the stories and stuff like that. Brian is someone who you know he's the closest person I know who's like the diehard Halo fan, and. I don't really know anyone else who's as into it as much, like personally and in, in person, that like Brian is. And uh, when I'm when I heard that stuff, I thought it was weird. But then I actually read through it, and I'm like, so so Spartan Black, or I'm sorry, Black Team, you know, that people really like are killed off screen, which does seem kind of like a bummer, a weird choice. And, but you do that to sort of put over this, you know, didact who's returned, and you're like, oh shit. But then he dies off. So then really, Black Team kind of died for nothing. Only to they, they only served a purpose, which was to sort of put over the return of the Didact, which ultimately doesn't really go anywhere. And it's, for me personally, I mean, maybe someone out there can make more sense of it, but I just, I actually feel more kind of like uh, a little frustrated for the people that really care about this stuff even more. Because I know I, I'm detached. Like this isn't like this doesn't ruin anything for me. I'm just it's just a surprise. That's the biggest decision. I, it's, it's the biggest like WTF. People are still talking about that too. Moment. I mean, that's, I, I, if you look at someone like um, you know uh, Katie, uh, what's what she has? What does she have posted in her uh, Twitter handle? Katie Didact mm-hmm. 
she's a big didact fan. Like that's what she's known for on Twitter. Um, you know, that's what people like her are always like talking about and like and and like uh, conversing about is just like why was the didact handled that way? Why was he such a well? Because if you're willing to read the books, the didact is a really really well built up character. Like he's earned his place in Halo. He has a full trilogy of novels. He's in for, um, you know. The way they decided to take care of like, all of that investment. Like, I wonder how much time and money and manpower was behind building that character to have him end so silly. Also, I was going to ask your opinion, Josh. I thought that probably the single most out of tone thing in all of Halo to me, like, it doesn't fit the universe at all, is the composer's abyss from the Escalation comics. You remember what that is? Mm-hmm. To me, that does, that is so tonally. A, like out of Halo, I just it, it's like so like the composers of Abyss guys is like it's like when you walk through it, you can see like all the souls of people who've been composed like in the walls like like they're reaching out. Sounds like hand- Cerebro. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they're well they're reaching. Like sound. Their hands are reaching out of the wall and their faces like they're like almost dead people who have been composed. Like their souls are kind of like clawing th- out of the walls, almost like you'd see like demons in doom stuck in a wall like kind of oh, like yeah and it's like it's so that's so grim and so out of like the military sci-fi tone of halo i'm glad that's in a comic i would prefer it's never brought up again well um, to be fair that's where the com- comics always get weird with stuff like with star wars there's a there's an entire comic like set between a new hope and empire that's canon where if i'm not mistaken i'm forgetting the exact details but luke comes across a hut like Jabba who possesses a Jedi holocron and this guy teaches him some Jedi stuff or something huh. like it's there I, it's like I, weird. I mean yeah there there is also a scene where there was like these monsters in one of the comics like space slugs kind of like that have like a sort of fortress built into them oh, it's yeah. just weird it's, stuff it, yeah. and I'm not saying it's bad it's just no. when you you read some of the stuff in the comics you see it and you're like I don't know if I could see this in a movie or a show and I I think that's probably what that is too for yeah. you you know it's just it's hard like it's it's just that that's where the, the medium's different mm-hmm. it's just it just gets different but uh yeah now to be fair I think the the didact returning is cool I don't I like I thought his death was pretty awesome but it was very like sudden to me when I first played through Halo mm-hmm. 4 because I thought, whoa, this is the first time we're seeing this guy yeah. and then he's killed off. And it's not super weird. I mean, like in Halo 2, we're introduced to Tartarus and then he's gone by the end of the game. But still, you can tell that this guy is on a whole other level. Compared. Well, I feel like it was clear that he was he was going to be back again. That was the Yeah, advantage. I didn't necessarily get that, but you're the bigger fan, so you probably had a bit more like collective. Uh... Well, I mean, he has, he has a clear like... In one hand, like it's fair to say, when Halo Four ends, he has a clear enough definitive death that if they wanted that to be his end, it would work. But you look at how much he was back. You look at how much he was built up. I I, I don't think he's there for one game. You know, I yeah. think he was coming back. But I would have liked to have seen him back. I mean, if they decide to somehow bring him back, I'm they could still do it now. You know, I you like know. I like his character. He's someone I've come around to. He was he was someone who I didn't really get the first time you know, playing through Halo Four. But I've really you know what I've wondered, Josh. Well, let me let me preface by saying what I think What have you wondered, Brian? This is what I've wondered. Let me preface by saying I think this would be a horrible, horrible thing to start. And it, it is a bad it is a bad habit to get into. I don't think they should ever do this. So what I'm about to recommend, I don't recommend. Um has there ever been an instance in, in like a, a, a canon or lore for any property where the company just said, 
this one book now or this one comic now is not canon. Because I've always or they wondered. plucked one yeah, specific. Because I've always wondered. I've never like, seen that happen. Yeah, I've never seen it happen either. Not so, to say it hasn't. I just have. It seems like they either erase it or they keep it all. Where I'm just like, you know, like I said, they should not do this because it would be a horrible habit. I do not recommend this. It would be bad. But it's like, you know, bringing the didact back in Infinite or something, I feel like it would work so much better if the last time we saw him narratively was for. You know, like I would just pluck the escalation. You know, he died again and became like quadruple composed or whatever they say in there i would just take that out but that's a horrible idea i because then because then you know once that happens once your whole it's fan just base, a selfish thought like if you get yeah. completely selfish you would well your fan base is going to forever say want you to do that either like people are going to say in the future oh can you pluck this out oh can you pluck yeah, that out i'm you know? sure so it's a slippery slope type deal it's know? tough I'm, I'm i'm interested to see what you guys listening to this kind of think about escalation overall because like a character like spartan ray i really really loved her character in the comics that was she was awesome. I want more of her, and, but then also the biggest thing I wanted to get to uh, was Chief. This was something I actually thought was cool. Now he's a whole part of that didact arc in the comics, which is like one of the like if, if there's like let's say there's like four arcs, he's one of them, and then he's just kind of gone. Um, but he, I actually really liked it because at the very end of that, they mention like there's this sort of like. Uh, conversation between two people you don't know who they are and it's just sort of like ex- exerted from it and they're they're talking and, and basically one of them's like you know do you think it's crazy that chief is still going out there and doing stuff and they're like well we're he's doing exactly what his psych evaluation said he would would he just keep going mission after mission and eventually he's gonna wear himself out or something like that and, and it seems to imply kind of what we get to in halo five which i liked which is that like chief has just been going still mm-hmm. like he's not really taking time to kind of mourn mm-hmm. uh cortana which i mean for chief you know understanding who he is you know that's that's not what spartans do you know they're like willing to they, they won't think twice about laying their life on the line but you can tell still that like it's affected when one of their brothers or sisters you know in combat die but they still have to the mission comes first and then the mission is what what is most important so it makes sense like that feel I, I just I like that aspect it made me appreciate where we at least first see chief like I don't necessarily still like the negative infinity I don't like it and he just decides to go off the rails yeah. and do his own thing but I like that he's at a point where you still see like like blue team's there that makes more sense to me now because of reading these these comics because he's with blue team and it makes sense now more that He's at a point where he it's, it's still going because you get the implication like in Halo Five, you know that he's like not stopped. Yeah, but like it's really shown here. Yeah, like you really get to experience that. So like that was actually a cool, cool thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. Isn't is Lord Hood in this comic? Yes, I thought. Oh yeah, it, yeah. this was this was something I thought was so cool. This was the, like the last thing I really had uh, to talk about with this was it, it it's revealed that Lord Hood served under Cutter from Halo Wars. Oh, that's yeah, that is dope. And uh, I thought that was pretty neat. Like, I'm still playing through Halo Wars for my first time, guys. Hopefully, in the next episode or two, we'll be uh, talking about our thoughts on that. But uh, I thought that was awesome. That's a nice way to tie it in. I I really liked 343. Okay, I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. As I'm playing through Halo Wars, my thoughts on it so far, it's neutral. I can't tell how I feel about it necessarily yet. But there's a part of me that's leaning more toward not liking it as much because it feels more generic and uninspired. And I know that they had development issues. It wasn't originally even planned to be a Halo game. So I know, you know, I'm cutting them some slack with that stuff, I understand. But I like that, despite it not being a Bungie game, 
that 343 has said, hey, we want this to be part of the group too. Like, come on, you're welcome too. I was about you know, to and, say this, yep. And, and you're included as well in the spirit of fire and everything, you know, with Halo Wars 2. I still got to get to that. Um, how cool is it though, man, that Halo Infinite's about, a new Halo game is about to come out this year, and I still have not even played Halo Wars 2. I'm so excited. Hey, it gives you something that. to do. I mean, I know. But uh, what are your thoughts on this, man? Dude, I, I was just going to say, man, that's something I got to give huge, huge mad props to 343 yeah. is they have taken Halo Wars, which for all rights and purposes seemed like an obscure. One, Sore thumb. Like offshoot to capitalize on the Halo popularity. And well, here's the thing. I love Halo Wars 1, I, I, but I would agree. I would actually agree objectively. I would agree with Josh. It's a very generic, you know, here's here's a Halo game and a Halo style. And we're going to tell you a story. And it's very generic. It's very uninspired. But what 343 did is they said, we take this seriously. We want to build in onto it. We want to make it more canon. And we'll see what you say once you play Halo Wars 2, Josh. I think Halo Wars 2 is vastly the superior one of the two. That's what I always and hear anyway. So Halo Wars I'm 2. Excited. Halo Wars 2, they take they take the narrative from the first game, they bring it, they they give a, a an actual made like it makes it makes sense the narrative. They they bring them to the current timeline of Halo 5. Those characters are now cuz you know in Halo Wars 1 um, that it is set like 27 years or something before Halo 1, I think. Uh, before, yeah, and so basically, and I can tell you this because it's not really spoilery. Basically, because of cryo sleep, that's how they get those characters. Oh, I know, yeah, yeah, that's how they get those characters to Halo Wars Two without changing their age and everything. Um, so they've basically taken this this cool this cool new section of Halo these these characters this the Spirit of Fire. They've brought them to the contemporary. They've made their story count for more, and and they really they tell a better story in Halo Wars Two. They use those same characters, so you know. I just love that 343 has taken that part of Halo and made it made it matter and and brought it for all intents and purposes. I, I feel like I, we should be seeing something from Halo Wars Two in Halo Infinite. Like I feel like we should either be hearing about a character, seeing a ship. People seem to think because, the Banished are going to be in. So. I mean, yeah, it's it's great, man. I it's kind of weird how you know, like I love Halo Four. I love Halo Four story. I don't like Halo Five story. But despite saying that, I almost feel like Halo Wars 2 is probably the best work that has been done game-wise Okay, for, for, okay Brian, you know, since 343 took over. I don't want to be spoiled too much because I've really, with Halo Wars 2, I've managed to stay so far removed. Like, I haven't even really seen cutscenes even. But why, if you can just not spoil any aspect of it, why is it that people like really, really love this one? Halo Wars so Two. Much. Like I'm excited to play it so much, and it, it makes me happy. But what is? Is there anything okay. you can like give me? Well, okay, like I know the art design. I've heard it's very. I'm gonna similar. say. I was gonna say. In my opinion, if I'm I'm trying to be I'm trying to be honest, guys. Maybe you guys listening will be like Brian. You're totally misrepresenting Halo Wars Two. But in my opinion, the game is still a little more generic feeling than like a new Halo. You know what I mean? Like okay. I would still say Halo Wars Two doesn't feel as fresh and as exciting as a full Halo mainline title. I would still okay. But I also would not say it's generic. But the main thing that really, really brought people back is that art style. That's what it really is. That's the thing. But I mean, is the story itself pretty good? I people think, seem to like Atriox. Okay, so without spoiling anything, the story is the the Spirit of Fire, they wake up from Cryo, and they're at the Ark from the end of Halo 3. Okay. And the Banished... That's are, awesome. Yeah, and the Banished are now there. And the Banished is, is this sect of Covenant that were so ruthless that the Covenant could not keep them in their fold, and they branched off and formed their own thing. And the Covenant is made... this The Banished is made up of 
the same conglomerate of species that were in the covenant, but except like like I said before, elites and brutes work together now. Such a that'd be so cool in Halo yeah. Infinite because it's such a neat way of still fighting the same enemy exactly. without it feeling and like being on a battlefield and having elites. and that's in a video game. Yeah, not a book or anything. Yeah, and you you have elites and brutes fighting together, which are they're both awesome species. They're they're not fighting against each other. They're ruthless. Um, you know, their their colors like red instead of you know like mm-hmm. purplish whatever. But uh, so you know the the narrative of of Halo Wars Two, it doesn't do anything that's like gonna blow your mind. Like you know you know this like like Halo Two kind of has like the. You play as the Arbor, you play as Chief, you play as Arbor, the Grave Mine comes in. Like, it's not as interest. there's not as much intrigue, it's not that interesting. But um, they really make Spartan Jerome such a cool character. He's he's in the first game, you know, he's a yeah. prominent Spartan, but they make him such a cool character and they, they pair him with a new AI uh, named Isabella, who's really mm-hmm. well, she's got, she's really got a lot of personality, she's a fun character. Okay. The cutscenes are amazing, the art style is great, the enemy's yeah, so blur. much fun. Yeah, it's blur still, right? Yeah, it's, it's blur, yeah. and the, the uh, it's just, it feels... I think many would agree with me, and in my opinion, I mean, I think this is the collective opinion, honestly, Halo Wars 2 feels like the first Bungie title since Reach. Actually, I'd say I'd say it almost feels more like Bungie than Reach did, because Reach kind of feels different. Oh, that's cool. It kind of feels like, it feels like probably the most Halo-feeling thing since 3. Halo 3. Oh, that's good. I mean, yeah. that's that's definitely a good sign. So, you just, I guess you just feel like you're coming home after you've been a long, you've been away for a long time. You, when you play Halo Wars 2, you kind of feel, and it's weird to get that from a real-time strategy version of Halo, but like, you feel like you're coming home. You got typical enemies, typical art style. You know, Jerome's a badass. Isabella's like this really cool AI that you, you, you start to love, just kind of like Cortana. Plus, I know the whole flood thing, right? That's in a DLC, yeah. That's yeah. a DLC. And, and the way they explain that, like, and that's not really too spoilery because that's just the, the that's how they promote um, Awakening the Nightmare, the DLC, is that, like, the, the flood, there's, like, some flood trapped in, like, a sealed, I think it's a bit of high Isn't charity that, or whatever. Like, but. In the, at the end of the game of, of Halo Wars 1, isn't that kind of implied? Well, at the end of Halo Wars... Because no, that was in the comic. It, like, that, yeah, I was going to say, there was, like, a page or two in that's not how they escalation do it, yeah. where it's, like... There's a flood spore. Yeah. Unless I misunderstood it. Yeah. No, you're right. No, there's there's a fl- single flood spore that shows up in the Spirit of Fire um, in like a comic or whatever, but they don't ever really embellish on that. The The flood that you fight in Halo Wars 2 is from a different... It's not the same, oh, really. So okay. that's kind of just left alone, I think. Um, correct, someone can correct me if I'm wrong. but um, And you fought the flood in Halo Wars 1, but that's kind of taken care of in its own narrative as well. So, um, But I don't... And the thing is, too, like they just... They do a like the way you talk about how like Halo Wars One is kind of generic or uninspired. They they decide to inspire everything up, like kind of build everything. Yeah, up. you know, like well, I was uh, gonna say. I mean, it's it's more so because I the development issues they had, and it wasn't. Yeah, even, that game was not even meant to be a Halo game. And Bungie so didn't like it. Bungie didn't like it. They, yeah, they, there's yeah, been uh, they've Bungie said it's been on record that behind the scenes they thought that it was like whoring out the franchise to to make it. Yeah, like a, Joe Staten was actually involved with it for a little. Yes, bit. He yes, was like he was. Out. So I was. I mean, as I'm playing through this, like I'm, I'm still having a good time, but it just, it feels, it feels so, it just doesn't feel like it's got a Bungie or 343 feel to it. It's got a different feel, yeah. and that different feel feels like a, feels like the Dollar General version of Halo. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of, in a sense, you know, I'm someone who loves. I, the I, game. That sounds, that sounds yeah. super harsh. I don't mean it, it that way. I, I guess what say, I'm trying to bland. say is, it's kind of bland. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of bland. That's yeah. the best. Way I to think put that's because it. it's, it's still cool. I mean. Hey, uh, I will say this: like it, it's fun to play. It's fun as heck to play. As someone who doesn't play a lot of real time strategies, like my last one was Lord of the Rings: Battle for Middle Earth two on the three hundred and sixty, mm-hmm. which was like a long time ago yeah. now. Uh, this game controls super well. Yeah, and it, it was two thousand eight. Like it still feels 
easy to play, easy to pick up. Like I, I played a couple levels and there was like a month where I hadn't touched it. I, I was trying to finish some other stuff up and I just have recently went back onto it. And like by 10 minutes into it, I was remembering everything to do, how to control them all at once and, and build this. And the, I mean, it was just, it's cool. But I, I just love what they've done for those characters. Cause um, you know, Jerome to me in the first game, Jerome was a generic Spartan and the second game, he feels like he actually has his own personality. Like he's developing as a character. That's so like cool. Team. That makes me so excited. And then um, now this, this isn't really too spoilery because you already know kind of as a, you know, the AI is Serena in Halo Wars one, but they've been in cryo for so long since she's, she's aged out. You know how AIs last for seven years. So that's why Isabella is there instead. Um, so and Isabella is a really with thought, nice thought out character. And then um, Captain Cutter it's kind of funny what they did, but I appreciate it. They just they gave him a different voice actor and made him look younger. Yeah. So, but he's he's more of a character once again, you know. And he gives this yeah. really uh, good. Gideon speech. Emery is the voice actor. Yeah. Who is also Final uh, Fantasy. Yeah, Biggs. But uh, dude, that yeah, I I like that he's involved. I remember seeing some of the commercials. Like, there's one of like him and I think yep. it was Atriox in yeah. a plane. And uh, yeah, I remember seeing some of that stuff. So I can't wait to get to that. I'm excited. It's, but I, it's kind of crazy, the, dude. Uh, sorry, one last thing. No, it's kind of crazy. Right. Like the the dichotomy of uh, it's funny. You you said dichotomy, and, and it's like now it's in my. I know I'm using it. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, the dichotomy of uh, Halo Five and Halo Wars Two. They could not be further apart, in my opinion. Like Halo Wars Two is like let's let's lean into the things that Halo was built on. Let's lean into Bungie. Let's Halo, lean into you know, Halo Wars was two thousand nine, correct? Halo Wars. I'm saying Halo Wars Two, but I'm yeah. sorry, Halo Wars One was was two thousand nine. Yes, wasn't it? Okay, yes. so and then Halo Wars Two was twenty seventeen. Yep. So, wow, that's like an eight year. Yeah, that's crazy. But like Halo Wars Two leans into Bungie, leans into what's known, what's comfortable. And Halo Five just like goes way out there, does way different things. It's just, it's just, it's just weird to see within two years those two games, and they're both like I know Creative Assembly built Halo Wars Two, but it was both under Three Four Three's lead, under their umbrella, their narrative decisions. You know what? So since we're since we're talking about this, uh, do you feel like with the reception of Halo Wars Two, and then the art style that was in that, then you look at what we what little we've got from Halo Infinite. Does that make does that make you feel pretty good? Oh yeah, like yeah. more more optimistic about. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like I want to say, I already it's, feel that way, but you're more involved. I want to say it's a fact that Infinite Infinite's direction artistically was inspired by Wars Two's reception. I want to say it's a fact. I, I feel like um, uh, uh, what's his name, Sparth, who's the artist behind both, or the artist behind Infinite. I want to say he said on record like that the he's looking at wars 2 and, and the the positive reaction to yeah, that for his like art design so I feel like i did actually see that and that's that's i mean and here's the interesting thing is for all my issues with with mainly with 5 and a little bit of 4 for me personally the art design was never a problem i never had an issue with the the direction they took the art too much orange for me yeah that, well, <laughs> actually i would agree with that but i wouldn't say that 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 statement encapsulates the entire art design like i would say i would agree with that like, too all four and fives art design barring the over usage of orange i didn't mind at all but it was actually a real big issue in the halo community so it's a good none of that really phases me now because it did when i first played it but now i look at it like you know what these guys were this was the first time yeah working on this stuff when i first played it i was so out of the industry that i didn't even realize it wasn't bungie i didn't pay attention mm-hmm. to the 343 i knew that there was a a team called 343 i didn't understand how any of that worked i just played the game uh so i 
so much more understanding. It might have it might have made you yeah, it might have made it worse for you because you didn't have that knowledge going in. Like we're like me, yeah, me I and thought the other about hardcore that, people. But I feel like would. it wouldn't. I feel like it wouldn't really have mattered. I think for me because I was still so lost and confused. I think even if it was Bungie, like to be fair. I didn't understand the the premise of Halo Three at times. I, I yeah. you know, Halo Two and One made more sense to me. I'm saying I, I'll, I'll go out and say it. I don't really think Halo's ever been that amazing at telling a story. Really, yeah. Um, it's just fun to play. It is. You feel like a badass. I can't wait to, to play. I think again. One. But this One's probably the only one. Halo One and ODST, mm-hmm. and actually, I would say Halo One, ODST, and Reach all had pretty straightforward narratives that are easy to understand. But like. If I'm gonna be real, guys, like I played Halo Two when I for the first time when I was uh, twelve, and I didn't really understand what was going on in Halo Two. I had no idea. And when I played Halo, and then by the time Halo Three came out, and I played Halo Three, like I knew like basic, like we're trying to stop truth in the flood, like the basic stuff. But I didn't understand large swaths of what was going on in Halo Three either. I don't feel like the story was ever told that. Straightforward, and I've went on record before saying I think Halo Four tells a more straightforward story than even like two and three did. Not not a better story, in my opinion, more straightforward. I mean, it's kind of like Halo- I'd agree with that at least yeah. over two. Yeah, two is like super complex it when it really gets it down is. to it because it's two stories at once. Yeah, sort of conjoined. But uh, overall, on on escalation, like it's weird now that I've talked about this with you for over an hour. Like, I I can say that I didn't I didn't necessarily love it mm-hmm. but i can't necessarily say i hate it i yeah. didn't hate it and you're i love there's aspects about it spartan ray is a character i'm going to want to see is spartan ray and anything else i, don't I was going to say if you guys know please let us know in the discord or hit us up on twitter let us know because i'm I, I definitely want to follow uh, through with her character and the whole uh cutter you know uh, sir uh, lord hood having served under cutter that uh, that was so cool especially since it's he's nice older than cutter to, now <laughs> yeah there, man, some of the art though in some of those issues made Lord 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 Hood has not looked good since Halo Two. Man. Halo Two, so, he looked good. So, Halo Two looked like a bald like Ron, Ron Perlman. Perlman. Yeah, he really did. And then you get to three, and it's looks just, like mashed potatoes without the gravy. That's deleted though if it's four cheese. But uh, <laughs> man, I like. I, I tell you what, yeah. But uh, like, yeah, Brian he does not look on. great. You're, you're weird. <laughs> he doesn't look. Yeah. Well, I'm getting hungry now. But he he doesn't look super great in the the comics as well. I don't know why. Just make him look like Ron Perlman, guys. Come on. Yeah. But uh, maybe, I hope he's maybe an maybe infinite. I hope I, wait, I, hope I, I hear too. at least hear about him. I don't know. I hope he is too. I'd like to, to me. See it's the like, to me. It's like when Bungie handed off the reins to to three four three. They're like, hey, here you go. We killed off Miranda. We killed off uh, Johnson. Johnson. Like, like, oh, you know, we killed off these big characters. Three four three. Yeah. And three four three guilty spark and all this stuff. But like. They they never killed off Hood yet. Three four threes decided not to use him. I'm like, use that like give us that familiarity. Like use that character. You know, you guys got to know Brian cares about this so much. He just like yeah, hit my, part my of the mic cord on his headphone. Went, I just basically like I, I went like a like a, a front man for a band and I, I took my mic and I just I started taking the cord and I just spun it in circles and like yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that it was it's cool though. I mean, there's stuff to to take away from it and I I loved. You know, I like that Chief was in there for a little bit. He had his own arc, but he didn't like take over. If I, if selfishly, I would love to just get as much as Chief as possible. But at the same time, I'd rather have that experience in the yeah. games. I like what I like how there's a little bit there's there's a handful of books now, but that's like it. So because okay. I, I want to, I, I, Chief is that kind of character even more than the rookie, even more than uh, what is it, Noble Six? Who do yeah, you play as in Reach? Noble yeah, Noble Six. Thank you. Um, I feel so good that I kind of knew that. Uh, 
<laughs> I pat you on the back but, if I was with you, Josh. Yeah, but uh, I actually feel more involved. Uh, I, I I feel more linked to a chief than I than I do with those characters. And I know there's a difference, but I just mean like you know when you play as the rookie, he's this nameless character, so you you kind of it's easier to inject mm-hmm. yourself more into that character. Same with Noble Six. I'd say even more with Noble Six, I guess. I'm, I'll, go, I'll go back and forth with that. Well, Noble but, Six talks. Rookie does. Yeah. But. but with Chief, I don't know. I think maybe it's because I've had that first experience with him, but also the strong, silent type aspect of, like, he doesn't talk too much, but yet he is this main character who does have his personality. Something about that I just, I just have more of a time identifying with. Like, in one sense, he almost feels more generic because, like, I think an argument can be made that, like, a lot, most of the other characters are there to have more dialogue over him mm-hmm. so it makes him all the more impactful with what he says because he's a strong silent type yeah so he's sort of this like in halo one like you said his person you said before and you're totally right his personality is so much different than what we get in some of the other halos you know mm-hmm. like he's I, it's just really he's different i think i think you know there's the whole conversation about like chief and you know he was supposed to be an empty vessel but then some people wanted him to be more of a character i, I guess what i'm trying to say is i like that he's kind of both you well, know, yeah, I was, I really I was about like to say. I think. Well. I think when people talk, have that conversation. I think they. I think we kind of, and even myself sometimes. I think we kind of misunderstand what Chief is. I don't really think he was ever either. I don't think he was ever really just a blank vessel. I don't think he was ever just this character's character because Chief has more or less kind of fell into the same spot that like Mario would fall into. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah, like, basically, he's a plumber now. No. Um, Like, Mario is just this loved character that everyone knows, that everyone, like, cares about, and he's iconic, and, like, Chief has become that as well. And it's not because he's such a well-developed character, and it's not because he's a vessel. Because, like, I don't feel like Mario's my vessel. I don't feel like I'm becoming a plumber who stomps on plants. Like, you know, I don't... But I also don't feel like Mario's this well-developed character either. He's just... All, all the, the thought. <laughs> all of the things, all of the design philosophies around Mario make him an iconic character that people can just generally love. It's a mascot. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mascot. And, and, and the- Chief has done the same thing. The way that Chief's armor has been since the beginning, the, the colors, his voice, the way he speaks, his interactions, you know, his mentality, his approach to battle, never stopping. Like, it builds this iconic character that... There's really not that many like him in gaming. Like, you know, like we talk about iconic characters. Like you could say Kratos or Ratchet are iconic characters, but I don't think they fill that role to the extent that Master Chief does. Like, like I feel like Master Chief's more on a Mario level. Hard, I can't, know? yeah. It's hard for me to say I'd yeah. be biased. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely biased as well. Of course you guys know that, but I, I don't think it's really, you know, people say, oh, I want the, I want the empty vessel approach. People say, oh, I want the character approach. You're both right, and you're both like they're both good. I just I don't think he's ever really been in them. Like he he's definitely been yeah. More of I, I one, kind of I kind of got off subject there. What I was trying to say is I really I like that they don't have that they have a little bit of extra content with the, the books and stuff to get more of Chief, mm-hmm. but they it seems like they want to really keep the focus on the player experiencing that by playing as Chief. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I like that they've done that. Uh, but I, so I liked the way I feel like it was tastefully done how they had his involvement despite the issues with the didact coming back and dying but hey you know what it makes me really appreciate Halo 5 more it's just weird because it's in this weird I said it on the last episode it's in this weird place 
Halo 5 is just not a sequel to Halo 4. It's just it's a sequel to Spartan Ops, yep. Halo Escalation, and I agree. Nightfall. I agree. And it's that's so weird. I respect that they were like you could tell that there was ambition there, that there was like mm-hmm. a lot of ideas. It just didn't it just didn't end up flowing together well. So I I don't know. I, I don't hate it, but I, I like certain aspects of it. It's it's just it's, it made me re reappreciate Halo 5 story though in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because I never hated Tanaka or Vale. Uh, or even blue team. Blue team, I automatically was like, once I heard they ran, I was like, love it already. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so excited. I've wanted them for so long. But Fail and Tanaka, you know, I didn't have any prior attachment to. Buck was awesome. Lockeye at least had Nightfall. And you had, you know, those cutscenes from Halo 2 Anniversary, um, you know, which I know a lot of people don't like, but I still liked having that context. Mm-hmm. But with Vale and uh, Tanaka, I was like, huh. You know they seem cool, but I don't I don't hate them as much as everybody else. I didn't hate them at all. So I think I think Halo, like Halo's transition from Bungie to three four three, it's going to be something's going to be talked about forever because it's just different. You know, most most franchises go through a a bad period. You know, we've talked about this before. Almost all franchises do, mm-hmm. but it's not the same. Almost like like Bungie was so frank with their fans for so long, and three four three's kind of followed that model, and like. The, the fans kind of like transitioned with Bungie in 343 in the Halo franchise and we kind of followed it and like you can see like I mean in my opinion there's no doubt that the people who are behind Halo 343 they love Halo they want Halo to be the best they're, they're, they're passionate they're really striving to make something good whereas you look at like other franchises it doesn't seem like I mean I'm sure those people cared about their property as as well but like you know, I think, I think like three four three has tried to be hyper aware of what they need to do, but it's still hard to land that plane. Anyways, you know, you, you see like a you know like Resident Evil. You know, they go downhill by by starting to lose their identity. Resident Evil five, Resident Evil six, and then it kind of wins itself back with seven. Or you see like, oh, this Assassin's Creed title didn't really go over well with people. Oh, Call of Duty Ghosts. You know, a lot of fans didn't like that. Like, I feel like a lot of franchises they just kind of. They just kind of make a mistake, maybe make another mistake, and eventually get it right. We're, we're like 343, I think they were trying from the very get-go to just mitigate all the mistakes, do the right thing, be the right kind of people, be frank, be try to do the best, you know, just but it's still hard. It's still hard to land a Halo game and make it make everyone happy, yeah. you know? I think they're completely, I know you would agree, I think they're more than competent. I think they're amazing at their job. I mean, the fact that so many people loved Halo 4 out the gate mm-hmm. goes to show it. The fact that I can look back and say, man, I lo-. like I, I remember loving the Cortana dynamic. I loved that. And you look at some of the aspects in Halo 5. Like, I wanted Buck to become a Spartan, so I'm glad that he's there as a Spartan. Uh, you know, there's, so there's a lot to to really pull from that. And, 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 really, and I like the blue team was involved, despite, you know, how that kind of went. But, uh, you know, I think it's just... It's just tough. I think they, they. I feel like Halo Four started off as this really small, intimate story, which is really well done, and then they kind of got more balls in the air than they could catch. Like Jason Jones said a long time ago, and it it stopped being simple. And maybe, like you said earlier, maybe that was because of fan backlash and stuff. But I think the big takeaway for me from this discussion is that you really have to be careful with what you pick and what you don't pick with when it comes to fan backlash and, and just 
opinions because like the Star Wars prequels go to show a lot of people as time goes on really come to love those things they didn't before. Mm -hmm. Brian's someone who loved Halo 4 right away. I'm someone who came about it later. But like for people like me, you got to give those people time. And maybe I would have. I, I did not hate it. I was not negative on it like a lot of people were. But I just didn't like it. And those people, though, who are like having those real loud voices, those negative voices, I feel like you almost. I mean, who's to say how how it needs to be done right? No one knows, like you said earlier, too. But you kind of got to not listen to that stuff and just kind of go full steam ahead. If you're going to like commit and make these characters and do this and go in this direction, you kind of got to just commit to it because I feel like, I feel like uh, that comic series is a really good example of a bit of like fumbling around. Yeah. Well, you You can't, well, the thing is like you can't in game development, you can't, you can't change your direction on a whim. Like I feel like a lot of times as gamers, we feel that way. We're like, Oh, uh, you guys saw that this didn't work out, so you should just go a different direction. Well, maybe they're already eight months developed in that direction. Like, you can't just turn the car around and be done. Like, you, it's a major shift, you know? Like, maybe, maybe they decided, they decided two years into development that Halo 5 should probably have more chief missions, but there was not enough time in development to add three more chief missions, you know, without delaying the game, which they can't delay. Um, but man, what was I gonna say, Josh? Before I, while I think of what I was gonna say, what would you give uh, Halo Escalation Comics out of five? Oh, I'd probably give it like a six or a seven, maybe. Okay. Like I still, I still, I'd say I enjoyed it more than I didn't, but I still wasn't not like super big on it. Yeah. Because it was all over the place with the different story arcs. Yeah. I would have liked it's not if it bad. had one. It sounds like it was probably better than Uprising, which is all I've read. I own Uprising here. I definitely think. I, as far as I've read personally, yeah. Uprising is the, the bottom tier. Yeah, probably. In my opinion. But oh, I, I remember what I was going to say. Uh, I think I think I I would almost put money on that uh, this period, this period of Halo's history, uh, four and five, three, four, three, putting themselves together, assembling, you know, Escalation Comics, Spartan Ops. There's going to be a lot of nostalgia for this period of time in Halo's uh, tenure as a franchise. And it's only probably going to be more loved and more praised as time goes on. Even if like, true. if Infinite brings everything back and does a great job and kind of wins over the fan base, I think there'll be a lot of nostalgia for this time period. If Infinite comes out and it's not very good and it fumbles the ball, I still think there's going to be a lot of nostalgia for this time period. Like four and five, you know, people are going to go, man, you know, Didact, man, Team Osiris, man, Sang Helios. I'm not in my head. You know, I completely. Remember, agree. Remember, I'm already nostalgic for Halo Five yeah. aspects because I yeah. follow that game, uh, and I say that because I didn't follow Halo Fours at the time. But I'm nostalgic for things like Last Jedi, which at first I didn't like. Now I'm like, oh, that's my favorite of the sequel trilogy. You know, so like, time, time really is. Time can be really kind to people. You, they say it heals all wounds. I mean, it's kind of. I yeah. mean, a lot of times when you're a fan, like that is a wound. It's a wound to you know you're not happy with a product or whatever. I think that's why like. You see, Revenge of the Sith now is becoming like it's being listed as people's favorites. You know, all the time now. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Which Josh because of Obi Wan. It's always been Josh's favorite. Um, but like, even for me, someone who's never been as nearly as big into Star Wars as Josh or others, like I remember seeing Revenge of the Sith in the movie theater when I was I don't know how old I would have been twelve or something. Um, I remember that, and I have these fuzzy nostalgia, like you know, oh, I remember when you know. I remember the high ground. I remember you were the chosen one. I remember 
you know, uh, Yoda's battle with. Uh, Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis yeah, the Wise? Yeah, like and and, be, and like you can almost take those memories and like heighten the qual. Like I'm not here to debate because I mean I think that Revenge of the Sith is is, is better than it gets credit for. It's, it's not one of my favorites, but. Um, you know, I think you can heighten the quality of something by having all that nostalgia attachment. When you go on Twitter and you see all the other people around your age quoting it and memeing it and everything, and you're like, oh man, it's like this big collective love fest for something that you all grew up with, you know? Yeah. So it's cool. But yeah, uh, Halo Escalation was cool. I definitely recommend it, guys, because it, it helped change my perspective of Halo 5. I've always loved Halo 5 despite not enjoying the story. It's just I was there for the you know inception of its announcement and, and was following all the you know the sprint and the development and all that kind of stuff. Just like everyone else. But I, I was I'm nostalgic for Halo 5. I love Halo 5. I still have fun playing through the campaign despite not enjoying the story. And I know it's hard to separate the two sometimes, but for me that's where I stand. So this helps me kind of actually at least, I wouldn't say I, I, I am still going to really like the story in Halo 5, but I think it's going to help me enjoy it more. Yeah. Because it was already making me want to just go play the first mission just to see Joel. Yeah, I mean, it, it's making this whole conversation has made me want to play the play the campaign. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you know, for me, it's like, I feel like the, because of the whole revive system, it's easier for me to play it single player than co-op because, like, in co-op, it seems like your partner gets down all the time and you got to rush to get to them or they just die and you got to restart. So, like, it's easier to play single player. But I think if I played co-op... I've only played one level in co-op. It's the only... Uh, actually, Halo 4, I've never played any bits of it in mm. co-op. I've always wanted to. Yeah. Oh, I was going to tell you, because it's really... Uh, Xavier told me he's completely open to me running him through the Halo soon. Nice. He said he's played through Reach back in the day. He said he played through. Probably because you and me played Final Fantasy VII. He's like, I gotta. He he was like, you know what? You stuck through with my thing, so he's like, yeah. I wanna I wanna do this. And I was like, oh my god, dude. I, I a lot of people listening are probably gonna disagree with me, but I'm like, I don't know if we should start him on one. He might not like it. It's so old. He said he's already played through it. Okay. Though. And I, I said, you know what? Maybe we'll start off with Reach. And he was like, yeah. He's like, I, that's the one where you could customize your Spartan, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, hell yeah. Okay. So, nice. Very nice, <laughs> yeah, we'll dude. Go, that's we'll, dope. Go with, we'll, we'll do it chronologically. I even told him, I was like, three levels after Halo 2, we'll switch over to ODST. Then we'll go oh, back yeah, and play go. Halo People 2. People <laughs> love doing that. People love doing that. Josh, you ready for uh, questions and answers? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Boom. I got a funny one this time around. Uh, a lot of you listening probably participated in it. Uh, oh, so golly. On the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter, I said, Halo Infinite features a stunning twist in character development for Master Chief. <gasps> you, as the Chief, can choose to romance either Palmer, Kelly, Linda, Vale, or Tanaka. Remember, if you romance two at once, Dr. Halsey won't offer as high of armor upgrades. Oh, Locke is also your wingman. Boom. Okay. See, you know, this is where I got the idea for this, Josh, because if you uh, if you romance both uh, Triss and Yennefer, you get like a bad ending in Witcher 3. Yeah. So I, I was like, hmm, if you try, <laughs> I'm like, if you were chief and you try to romance, like you try to get a little bit of Linda, but you to try to get a little fair, bit of Kelly. The reason why I messed up was because I did not think the game was going to like actually count that stuff. I'm so used to the all the RPGs I played that came before it were like, you either have a singular choice or you can do it, but it's not going to affect how this character thinks. Josh is like, if the game's fallout was a womanizer. <laughs> I was a womanizer in that game. I can fully admit uh, that. I just, I didn't think it was going to matter by the end. I really I didn't. went with And then it for- did, and I was like, wow. Like, if I was playing it again, I would I would just go straight for one. Yeah, but. totally. Um, so, let's see here. So Wait, if- what, what were the choices, though? What, what were the romance options? Oh, Palmer, Kelly, okay. Linda, Vale, or Tanaka. So you got... 
You got two from Blue Team, two from Osiris, and then Palmer. I really like Linda a lot, but man, Palmer it'd be rocky. I'm just I'm I'm just thinking if I was if I was to try to date Palmer, it's gonna be it's gonna be rocky. I feel like you can do it anyways, though. Yeah, I think uh, I think I would pick because I'm Tanaka because I'm just because I'm lame. Like okay, so if I'm chief, I pick Kelly because to me I feel like they have it's most clear that they would be together in the canon. If I'm chief, if I'm picking as Brian, I'm gonna pick Vale because I think Laura Bailey is a very attractive woman. Yeah, she is. She is Vale's cool. And hey, I got a thing for Halsey. Always have, except from Halo. I would say we're gonna get there. People, a lot of people said, "Why didn't you put Halsey on this list?" I'm like, "What is wrong with you guys? That's supposed to be his mother figure." <laughs> uh, we're, she's, we're living in a post Game of Thrones world, man. Because <laughs> you see what I'm saying there? I really just thought of that theme. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Peter oh Dinklage. God! Yeah. Also, guess what? Because I have a platform. And I can do this. Game of Thrones was great all the way to the end of season eight. It never got bad. The finale was good. Season eight was awesome. Yeah, I know. You're arguing with me right now, but I can't hear you because this is already Brian's recorded. Brian's saying this right now because someone recently recently really poo-pooed all over yeah. him just having an opinion, which was pretty messed up. To be honest, though, guys, I, I completely respect your opinion if you don't like season eight. And there's plenty of things to, to, to not like about season eight. Um, it's definitely fair, but I loved it, and like, I it just sucks like hearing people say like, "Oh, well, your opinion's invalid because you're wrong." I know, you know what? To you be know? fair, I noticed you're definitely in that position. I was with the prequel. Oh yeah, that's the thing, guys. That's a perfect example. Josh, for so for over ten years, Josh was like, "I love the prequels. The prequels are great. They're my favorite." And people are like, "Well, you're an idiot." Huh, well, you're wrong. I don't care if your opinion is stupid, you know. And so now I get to experience that with Game of Thrones. I think maybe God's like, here, I want you to, I want you to experience what Josh felt. So all it takes, it, nostalgia really fall. I think in some ways, really, at least as adults, yeah. fosters out of like expectations having time to dissolve because then you're just able to take it for what it is and you remember yeah. like being excited for it. I think so. it's emotion, dude. I think I think the same people that I think a lot most people who hated Game of Thrones eight or yeah, sorry. Game of Thrones ending or season eight, they had all this emotion invested in the series. So did I. I happen to like it. So I just think, you know, people who loved it, people who hated it, it's based on emotion a lot of the times. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't mind the opinion at all of someone hating uh, the end of Game of Thrones or thinking it was bad. I just, it just sucks when I say, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. And some, instead of saying, oh, I'm happy for you, they say, well, you're an idiot. That's what I, I just can't get behind that because I respect all opinions. You know, like we've had, we've mentioned Missa Red on so many podcasts, but like I love using her as an example because her favorite Halo is five. And I think that is so freaking cool. And it's my least favorite, yeah. you know, uh, as far as story goes. So that's awesome. Stuff like that makes you, really it makes me happy, you know, like yeah. what is, that's great that I, I think other people should be happy that I like Game of Thrones season eight because they, I think it's cool. I wish they did the show you know? even, so. but I think it's cool because I know of all this stuff. Yeah, but it's like you and back Bob's to what we were, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Oh, I know. We're going around circles here, guys. Open that Pandora's box, but back to back that. Back to the question, dude. I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, I mean uh, Kelly or Linda because I feel like you know what uh, Tanaka is cool. Definitely like Tanaka. I would feel like I'd, I'd get more. She'd be more like a a friend, you know, like a really good friend. I feel like I could I could click, but Vale super pretty but she's gonna have a lot of eyes on her and then uh palmer 
I, that, it's just it would be so. I feel like if you were with Palmer, you're I'm gonna like you're gonna. I'm smiling. You're like if you're dating Palmer, I'm gonna say, hey Josh, you wanna come over to my house? You come over and I like you come over and we're playing games. I go, Josh, you have bruises all over you. Like what? <laughs> Are you okay? And you're like, I don't want to talk. Getting physically. Ab- you're like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm like what does she do uh, to you? And you're like, oh, I I asked for spaghetti and she made it and and. and <laughs> There was there was no meatballs and I complained and and she wasn't very happy. I like that we're thinking of a scenario in which like Palmer is gonna stop being a Spartan and, and try to cook spaghetti. And no, she cook in her bobbins. full suit. Yeah, was she? Yeah, she never. She never. I, that'd probably help, right? Because she'd have all like the heads up display. Yeah. But you she, feel like she'd have like the temperature and everything on there. She too. would, but she ain't gonna take no back talk from from you. You're gonna be the woman in that relationship, Josh. And it's not. <laughs> it's not because you're not manly. It's because Palmer is. You don't want to mess Palmer's, with it. Palmer's Palmer's a, a very independent person. You're gonna be doing I, your own laundry. That. You're gonna be and I really dishes. I really like that. But yeah, I think it would be a very uh, problematic relationship yeah. that probably wouldn't work out, or at least it it, it wouldn't end well. I just <laughs> I just picture her like several instances in Spartan Ops. Like Palmer goes up to Lasky and she's like, "What's up, you little bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> Like she totally seems like. I wish you guys could see Brian's face when he says that. So I, I, I know that face. It's an iconic uh, face. I, know for years, but, I just uh, feel like I just feel like there's more testosterone in the room when, when Palmer's around than when Lasky's around. Even though I, even though she's got plenty of the estrogen as well. Well, and then and then at the same time, Halsey's like, I I really like how determined she is. Like she always feels like she's right, even in the comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just super. Like you almost can't wait to see her be wrong about something or or fail at something. Yeah. You're almost rooting for it because she's just so stubborn and everyone else is just beneath her from her point of view and uh i just think i I, i'll just say this i think it had to have been super tough going into halo 4 and you're like okay they're like halsey's gonna be a prominent part of this game she was in reach but like graphics are so much different than how they were you know two years ago and we're gonna have all these cinematics and stuff and like how do we want to make her look and i thought the way they made her look was so well and i never like I never look at Halo 4. Like, this is something even the first time I played it. I'm sorry, we're going to get to the answers. But uh, I never felt like there was a weird disconnect between hearing her voice, you know, which is Cortana's as well, and also just how she looks as this sort of, you know, older woman. Mm-hmm. I think she's beautiful. I think she's super. You know, I think she, I, I am so in the minority, Josh, but my favorite look of hers is Reach. Is Reach? I like her. That's fair. That's fair. That's my favorite look. Here. But I think she looks good in, in 4 and 5 as well. You know, I wish she had an arm, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, give her give her a, a cat from Reach arm, please, for infinite. That's what I want. Um, anyways, guys, to the answer. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I did not mean to ramble. Oh, about I totally that. did I too. I went on to talk about Game of Thrones and everything. Um, keeping it sacred, twenty four seven says. <laughs> that's the name. I love it. I love it. Dude. I love it. Uh, yeah, I've seen his account. Yeah. Keeping it sacred. <laughs> keeping it sacred. <laughs> uh, he says. If I was chief, and assuming chief is hetero, I'd choose Kelly any day of the week. It's funny, even as a married 35-year-old, I feel like chief and romance is awkward. When they did the whole Cortana bit in Halo 4 and she touched him, I was like, um, okay then, lol. Oh, I loved it. I get it. It wasn't bad, it was just whatever. Yeah, I get it. I know, it's kind of like, you kind of just picture like, uh, <laughs> you just kind of picture like, she touches chief and chief is like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, oh, I haven't been touched before, you know, kind of deal. But uh, what is love? Yeah, but I, I loved it. I love that scene. I think most people really loved uh, the whole. Ending. Oh, I did too. But I, I, yeah, I understand it as well. I, I definitely get it. You know what? If if he wasn't if he wasn't hetero, who who was who's gonna be your pick? Oh, um, well, a lot of people said Arbiter. 
But that's crap. No, Arbiter's the best buddy. I'm going to no. go with Fred. I'm going to go with Fred. Fred. Fred makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But see, yeah. Yeah, I got to be, yeah. It's probably. It's hard to not pick Fred. I guess, okay, if, if Fred's the obvious one, who who are we picking? I think, the, well, I, I think it has to be Fred because, like, okay, hopefully it's okay. It's not going to work with Buck. Hopefully it's okay. It's hopefully it's okay that I say this, but I feel like Locke would be the kind of guy who'd be like, Chief would put his finger on him and be like, oh, Locke, oh, get away from me. Don't touch me. Oh, uh. like, I feel like. I feel like uh, you feel like Locke would be like that. I feel like Locke would be homophobic. <laughs> I feel like he would. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I don't know. You never know. Maybe he could be like the the quiet type that's really like keeps that stuff kind of. I off. feel like Locke would talk. Locke would be just like uh, Donkey from from uh, Shrek One when uh, the dragon's trying to touch him. He's like, "Oh man, don't." <laughs> that's the. That is, what does he say? What does he say in that? He says, "Uh, he's like that is precious, just precious merchandise." There. Whoa. <laughs> That would be, uh, I think that'd be Locke. Shrek franchise is so weird to me. I, I can't believe that. Dragon is. Donkey. You know what I saw? I saw this post in my memories on Facebook when the it was on the same day as the announcement of the Xbox One. It had all the feedback it had, and this guy on Twitter said, "Xbox One more like Shrek One, which is the best movie ever made." And I don't know why, but when I saw that in 2013, it was the funniest thing to me. Yeah, well, Shrek's so. been memed into existence. Like, <laughs> I actually just enjoy watching the first two Shrek movies as films. I enjoy them, but now it's just a big meme. You know, Shrek is life. Um, yeah. I don't know. I couldn't see... I don't think I could see Locke as homophobic, but... I mean, I'm kind of joking, but I also feel like like Locke just comes off as somebody who like, thinks he's really cool, so I feel like he's like, I'm not going to be caught in a gay bar. I don't know. You know, I will say that. like That's a weird thing, too. Halo Infinite... or I'm sorry, not Infinite. Uh, Nightfall is like supposed to make you like identify, him with, identify with him more. When I play Halo 5, I'm like... I'm thinking, like, do you guys want me to hate this guy? Because like, <laughs> Chief is the guy I know. Chief's the guy I've like yeah. played with all this in all these games. Like, do you want? Why am I hunting the guy that I have played as for so long? I don't know. How does? What is your? Ah, it's a whole. I other, guess. That's I Pandora's guess he's supposed right to be. There. He's supposed to be cool because he killed Julian Dama. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't. It, he didn't even kill him. It didn't. Did he not? He didn't even, it wasn't even him. Wasn't it? I don't think it was him. I'm no. pretty sure it was Vale. Wasn't it? No, it no, was maybe him. it wasn't. It was Vail. definitely him, dude. Okay. Well, um, you're more. You're gonna know more than I am, so I'm gonna say I'm. No, it's okay, dude. Um, next response is from John Din. What up, John Din? I love John Din so much. He's so great, such dude. A, such a cool. He, guy. He's the best Discord moderator in the world, and that's based on our one experience. John Din's the best moderator in the world. Oh, that was terrible. If we ever open a club, he'd be the guy at the yeah. door with the clipboard. You think so? You could be. I can see yeah, that. Like, I can see that. Like, like, uh, like um, um, who's somebody, what's somebody, what's somebody or something we've said we don't like on this podcast before? Like, they're trying to get well, in. Like a hot take? No, like, somebody's trying to get in and John didn't won't let them because we don't like them. Like, <laughs> somebody who just, uh, somebody who just says our opinion is wrong and they're just poo-pooing. Yeah, I, w- I wish we had somebody specific, you know? Oh, I can't, I can't, I don't, I, I wouldn't want to call it. Well, I feel like it'd be a joke, but I'm like, you know, Johnny'd be like, hmm, I don't see your name on this list. Um, get the hell out. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, no, Johnny would never say that. Johnny would be, you know what Johnny would do? He'd be like, you know what, you're not on the list, but I can give you a list of 10 other clubs that are really great that would love to have you. That would be John Den. He would, he, he would, would say yeah. that. Uh, John says, a nice guy. Basically, this is, we're so conceited, guys. Like, we're like, let's do questions and answer. When we bring up your answer, we talk about your answer for uh, 20 seconds, and then me and Josh talk. You know what, though? I, I don't know if you guys are like me at all, but when I've like, when I hear Q&As on like uh, uh, other podcasts, like, I like when they actually talk oh, about yeah, expunge, question banter. for a while, and then it's not just like answer and move on. Yeah, that's I, I always kind of, I'm like, oh, that poor person just kind of like was there and they weren't. Um, John had a great idea. He says, microtransaction to have Sergeant Avery Johnson as your wingman. 
they make bank. So instead of having Locke, you can pay DLC to have Johnson as your wingman, which I mean, have in there. pretty sure that guarantees no. your your love life's going to work out. I think everyone does miss his quips for sure. Definitely, definitely miss. Yeah. Johnson. What do you What do you think about Johnson and Chief? Do you think like that? No, 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 no. I don't think really? so. I think I feel like Johnson had a lot of respect for him. Yeah, but I think Johnson's like uh, Chief would get tired. Johnson's of Johnson's not a dad figure, but he's like a. He's like, what, like an uncle? Yeah, like an uncle. Uncle, uncle like Johnson. An uncle. I could kind of see that. That's my Uncle Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Telling the ladies what they like. Uh, okay, okay, keep going. Uh, next one we have is from Ian from Halo Cannon. Ian! I don't know if we've had a response from him before. That's pretty cool. Uh, he says, and this got a lot of likes. He really went over the crowd here. He's got, So, for, for context, you know... He, we got like there's like 400 500 likes on ours uh just this response from Ian's got 160 he says plot twist awesome plot twist i romance lock so i guess that kind of goes against what i just said uh, is that all he said or that's he all he said okay. uh, so i think i was curious to hear i probably you know ian doesn't think lock is homophobic so that's probably on me only but <laughs> yeah i was to say i didn't get that impression but uh, i know i just I think lock comes off like, as like really cool cool you know like i, I could see him coming off as more of a like Hard ass. He, He'd be hard to get along. He would need Chief to be the woman, for sure, of that. Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. I think there'd be some, I think there'd be a lot of testosterone going against each other there. Like, I think there'd be a lot of like. I don't think, yeah. I'm not, I, we probably shouldn't even get into that discussion, but I don't think Chief would. He'd, yeah, he wouldn't be happy with that. that. No, like, they both want to. I mean, it'd be like me and my brother when we play Halo, like, they both want to drive the Warhog and no, nobody wants to do the turret. You're saying, <laughs> so basically, you're saying like Locke wouldn't want to be player two. Oh, hell no. Locke wouldn't, yeah. He'd say, hell so. no. He, he, you know what he'd do? He'd look at Chief and he'd say, like Chief would think he has the upper hand, and then Locke would go. He look him dead in the eye. He go, "Who had more missions in Halo Five? Who's the main? Ooh. Who's the main antagonist? I think we both know the answer to that." And then he'd be like, "Stand down, little bitch." I don't know though. <laughs> Chief would probably look at him and be like, "Who's got more games?" He's like, "I may got more games, but the last game they sidelined." Who's got you, a punch? Who's got a punch? Chief was literally sitting in the dugout watching Locke play baseball in Halo Five the whole game, sitting in the dugout. Hey man, he carried. He carried the team for so many games. True. And then you had two true. just give him a silent break. protagonists that were like red shirts, basically, from Star Trek. That's true. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, no, but that's a, that's a cool answer, though. That's a cool. Yeah. Answer. Nice plot twist. I like that. Um, next answer we have is from Missa Red. Missa. Missa Red says, Missa. I like how she gives like, she gives like the most Why serious. Why does it sound like? Sounded like every uh, time you talk like that, I just picture when you did your the questions and answers are oh, yeah. derived from the, the question. questions yeah. and answers derived from the Twitter. Ridiculous. <laughs> Is that it, Brian? Yeah, that's it. Uh, How'd that make you feel when I did that? Um, jovial. Oh, because you jovial, Joshi. No, um, jovial, Joshi at Twitter. Uh, Missa Red, she gives she gives like the most serious answer, which is what I love about it. Yes, sir. She says Kelly is the first choice, especially since they seem the closest. She's like, I'm not gonna do any of these joke things. I'm taking this seriously. I, I, she's like, I care about I like Chief's that. love life. Yeah, I agree. I agree, hundred um, percent. Next one is from Ian at Big Dog Mills. Oh man, Ian's so cool. he's cool, dude. I, I I love talking to him. Uh, he says Kelly would be the obvious choice, but personally, I'd like to see a a Palmer out of my pure lust for chaos in the universe. Halo fan. <laughs> Yeah, he says Halo fans would go berserk if that ever happened. He's probably saying that because yeah. I feel like Palmer. I feel like she's getting more liked nowadays, but I feel like for at least a long time, it's somewhat still kind of now, people don't like Palmer. So 
they wouldn't like Chief and Palmer together. I, I, I get it. I think Palmer, the reason why people don't like Palmer is because they associate her with that new brand of Spartan. Yeah. Old jockey and when she and first meets Chief, it. she's like, she's the I, face of it. I thought you'd be taller. That's the first thing she says to Chief. So I think that irritated yeah. people. It's like a nice mirroring of uh, Revenge of the Sith when Anakin meets Grievous and he's like, you're shorter than I expected. Yeah. Or no, yeah, he says something like that. I'm totally blanking on it. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I thought you'd be yeah. taller. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's see. Can't believe I'm forgetting the actual line of that. Um, I remember so many from that movie. I for, forgive me, I'll probably mispronounce this. Uh, Suhu Asa at Ja488 says, Oh, cool. Why Halsey isn't offered as a romance option. Yeah. Which many people actually said, I didn't know y'all wanted to romance your mothers. That's basically... Hey, look, fun. I'd take Halsey out and I'd say, listen, you've been doing this stuff for a long time. All right? A long time. It's time <laughs> it's, it's time to just have some R&R. And we're just going to go out and have some wine. Just going just gonna to relax. Gonna relax. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to show Halsey what it is to relax. And then I'm going to play some Halsey in the background. And I'm going to be like, she's going to be like, what is this? And I'm like, this is you, but from the past. Because, mm, you know, nice. it all takes place in the same canonical universe. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> a lot of you said you wanted Halsey as uh, the romance option. So um, I never thought to put her in there. I thought she was more like a mother figure uh, for Chief, but I don't know. I can see that. I guess I guess when I interject my own personal thoughts, like I'm like Halsey. But if, from perspective of Chief, yeah, she's definitely... Uh, last, last one we have here is from W.A. Crobat at uh, 1-9 at Force Varen. He says, "Why can't we smash Ritus Vadam? Cringe." (laughs) (laughs) It's the way you read that. Yeah. (laughs) It's also that's that's half jaw. That's half jaw. Yeah, it's also (laughs) why can't we smash half jaw? awesome that's uh, awesome that's that's great <laughs> uh, just the way brian read it but also because it's like recording. you should see the you should see the little avatar image he has too it's like a little car, oh. cartoon guy squinting like why can't we smash wretches vadam <laughs> and then he says cringe like it's the most obscure obscene thing for me to not put oh. half law half jaw as an option i don't how would that work man i don't even know They'd find a way. They'd find a way. Oh, man, I can't see right now. That's, oh, wow, that was funny. That's the title of this episode. Why can't we smash Rutgers for Dom? (laughs) (laughs) What if I made the title of the podcast, Why can't we smash Rutgers for Dom and in a moment, I need a weapon. (laughs) Just together. Oh, I don't know, guys. Uh, that was crazy. I was love. Yeah, that was great. That was uh, that was definitely uh, <laughs> a very crazy different um, questions and answer. Um, anyways, guys, oh, more like that, man. That was fun. So oh, that was so much fun. Oh, so we got our patrons that we need to shout out to, guys. Just to let you know, if you're in that five dollars tier, you can ask a question. We got several of you in there, and don't usually ask a question. That's completely fine with us. But we would love to answer your question on the show if you have one. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, we have Matthew Salvatore keeping it real at that 
at that one. Release the Snyder Cut, man! <laughs> it happened. We got that happening finally. It happened, man. You know, I'm sorry to hurt you, you know, guys. It was, it was. Cl- they were, they were thinking about doing it. They were thinking about hashtag release the Snyder Cut, and then when Josh and I swept in to support our boy Matthew Salvatore, and we started saying it on the podcast, which, as you know, Sacred Icon Halo is only behind one other podcast in the world, Joe Rogan Podcast. We're number two. Um, <laughs> we're, we're the reason that be it this became official. Should be laughing at. Such a fact. Yeah, where the reason it became official. So, uh, so now Joe Joe Rogan needs to look out. Since I hit him up on Twitter, right, it's said, coming. Look. It's coming. Actually, I can't say it. I swore. Um, be like uh, you, uh, like you may have had um, Elon Musk, but we had my brother on here, <laughs> you know, on this podcast. I prefer Crate uh, to yeah. Elon. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, but yeah, so since Matthew, Matthew Salvatore, he's still here supporting. Now Josh and I are going to convert to hashtag release the ire cut. For Suicide Squad, you know, we'll, we'll convert to that. Oh yeah, uh, I think that's a thing now. Uh, it, it's not going to happen, probably, but you know, it might yeah, if I we imagine if we talk about it. So, um, let's see. we're the number two podcast, number two podcast in the world. Um, we also got the Shipleys supporting us at that one dollar. The Shipleys, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shipleys. I yeah. filmed in front of a live studio yeah. audience. I love that. Every time I think of that, it just sounds. You know what I picture? I picture like um. Oh, I forget the name of that show. Doesn't matter. It's like a just it's a nice family friendly show. It's a really cool show. It's a show I want to watch. You know what? Full House. I love Full House. It's it's cheesy. It's cheesy. I don't yeah. care. I'm I'm cheesy. I love it. That's like 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 Jordan. I watch Fuller House. Jordan. I love it too. Jordan Ship- Shipley comes home and he's like, "Honey, I left my suitcase on top of the car again this morning." And then she looks at the camera, turns her head, and goes, uh, "Again." <laughs> that's the kind of cheesy show it is there need to be like a catchphrase in there or something like that um uh yeah I, no, the, they're great though we need to come up with the, a catchphrase for them for catchphrase yeah, for them for, we will we uh, will but jordan uh, jordan and kiersey uh, great great people yeah man, i love check them out on I twitter love talking to them on discord and stuff so man uh we got dust storm at that one dollar as well from Storm from Potacula. <sighs> we got oh i always sound like alanis morissette i don't know but i love it it's it works, man. We got Marcus goes by glass. He's also that one dollar amount. Marcus, Marcus. Um, we got. I think that's it. Now I can really picture like the Shipleys like on a mailbox. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. I like their that. kids are all leaving their house orderly and their lunch with their lunch boxes and getting on the bus and yeah. I bet, I bet, I bet they do some cool like they probably dress their kids up as. I think I think Jordan might have told me they did like Master Chief one year. Oh, that's Halo's cool. got to be dope in their household because their mom. If you look at if you look at Kirsty's Twitter, like it looks like their mom being Kirsty just sits there and makes cool Halo art all day every day. That's true, <laughs> man. That's got to be pretty yeah. cool. I mean, I grew up with my mom, like my, both my mom and dad, like Star Wars. But like, man, that that's got a it's a whole different time we're in with video games. So that's got to be pretty unique to those kids. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I think that's it for the one dollars. At the five, we got. Uh, we got Trevor Pokey. Pokey! Forever making me have an insatiable desire for pork chop, uh, shake and bake pork chops. Um, <laughs> so he's random. like, that's so random, but yeah, I know, you know, Pokey, pork, I don't know. Um, we got... Pulled pork, uh, that's why, right? Why no, that sounds so good no, right now. It does, it sounds amazing. No, because of pork chops, you know, Pokey, pork, I don't know, it doesn't really, I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, but no, I just... Shit, Trevor knows that we're weird and we do weird stuff I'm picking stuff up some here, pulled so. pork at work. Do it, dude. Uh, My wife's going to make some Tuscan chicken pasta after this. Wow, I just picture like a Tuscan Raider recipe. Uh, yeah, it's very good. Uh, we got Photon coming in at the five. 
Photon, our Photon? buddy Photon, yeah. Photon! Dude, he sends me some funny memes, yeah, dude. dude. And, I mean, he'll post them, too, so, I mean, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people have seen them, but, I he's mean. He's great. Oh, my God, they crack he's, me he's, he, I don't know how he, he does that He sent that great stuff. picture of him wearing the Sacred Icon Halo shirt. I know, that was so cool. Anytime you guys have done that, whether it's been on Twitter or in the Discord, that. that guys, if you don't know, we have a Sacred Icon Halo uh, shop where you can buy. Oh, whoa. What? Yes, you can buy shirts. Shirts? Buttons. Buttons? Keychains. Keychains. Oh we even God. got this one shirt. I'm sad that we ha- we've sold several of the regular shirt, and I get it because it's way cooler. But we also have another shirt that we haven't sold any of yet. That would be really cool to see someone wear, and it's the shirt that says, uh, "I thought it would be cool, and it was cool." Uh, so what you're saying is, is when we put that up on the store, I thought it would be you cool. Thought it would be cool, and it, it, uh, and it wasn't because cool. no one bought it. <laughs> not yeah. yet. Uh, yeah, but uh, we also got uh, we got jo- okay. Johnden. You know, not only is Johnden John out there moderating for us and asking these straight fire, uh, giving these straight fire answers. He's in that five tier. You know, he's in that five tier, dude. Support us. I love that dude so much, man. Super nice. Uh, just super fun to, to play with. I remember when we were we had that community night. He was Some of the stuff he was saying was just cracking me up. And dude's a huge Marvel fan, too. Um, I'm going to have to hit him. What up I like about John, and he's so positive and like seemingly pure-hearted, but also can be like down-to-earth and funny. I really enjoy it. Uh, I left out uh, just... He's just like, he's like a, a perfect human being. <laughs> Well, you know what? You can't. I'm trying to think of that. How, how would that relate in like Halo? I always get the composer and all that kind of stuff mixed up. Uh, like, he, how, he, how, how, how would you John, describe? Johnden would be he'd be the isodidact, born born isodidact. born stellar makes awesome. eternal lasting. He, he would be the isodidact. Nice. Uh, that's the good didact. That's the one that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I also you. I also left out uh, Justin Howard, who's at the one dollar tier. Still haven't met that Justin dude. Howard. Thank you so much for support. And dude, your name sounds. Famous. If you're not famous yet, oh, yeah. I feel like it's just a matter of time. He wrote a best-selling novel, I think. Um, well, I feel like Matthew Salvatore did. Justin Howard, oh, I don't know. Yeah, if he's Matthew be like Salvatore. Professional wrestler, so, yeah. or maybe he's like he's going to be dunking on people. Justin Howard, ding 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 ding, chair slam. You know, yeah, I can see that. Dude. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know uh, wrestling. I don't know. A little bit. Um, like, and then our last, oh. at our or one and only at our ten dollar <laughs> tier, we got Nick Ray. He said, "You guys deserve it. I'm going the maximum. I'm going all out. Ten dollar tier. Thank you so. Thank you so much, Nick. Dude. Thank you so much. You're awesome. You haven't even been so around. Much like, to us. I haven't known him as long, but he's up at that ten dollar tier. That's, that's great, dude. It's so cool. That means um, so much. It but does. Yes, it does. It means so much. If it means a lot to you, it might mean a lot ooh, to me. Ooh. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Give it to me. Want it to me? Uh. I don't even got words anymore. I'm just kind of going." Um, oh man, I love it. Every time we get to the end of a show, you guys can just count on us to see. I know it's not even planned, but it just comes out. I think it's because here's the thing, guys. Once we get like we see like this episode, like th- this recording, it's like a product in itself that we're creating. Like instead of like you picture like Kirsty's like building like her claymation stuff and she's putting it together. Like once she gets done, she's probably sitting there going, "Ooh, I just made a clay thing. I just made a play thing." This is my clay thing. It's also a play thing. And she's starting to dance. Because she's got these endorphins because she's finished her product. You know, it's coming. And then Johnny comes in. He's like, ooh. You mean Jordan. That's so you mean cool. Jordan. That's one of the reasons I married you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not like you said John and <laughs> Jordan. Did I? I maybe yeah, I maybe I did say John. Yeah. I meant to say John. Yeah. John and Jordan, the two J's. I don't picture Jordan. I, I don't picture Jordan <clears throat> singing. I just picture him there shaking his head at me saying sports ball. I'm sure he <laughs> sings. Oh, yeah. I would shake my head too. With that. Yeah. Uh, I asked Josh on Twitter. I'm like, "Yo, is there anybody I can watch? Like, how much of the Last Dance documentary can I watch if I cut out all the sports ball?" And that's that whole thing is about sports ball. <laughs> I thought it was pretty clever. 
Um, no comment. But anyways, guys, so to run through the business no real quick, comment. if you want to go to our Patreon and financially support, you can go to patreon.com slash sacrediconhalo. If you want to buy any merch, that is uh, the Sacred Icon Halo Etsy shop uh, that's up there. Um, my wife makes that stuff. She does a great job. Shout out to Eric. Um, you'll notice, guys, <laughs> I've talked about this before. I tried to get my wife into Halo. She played through all of Halo 1. Like I said, it's a very old game. I probably should have started her later. She couldn't get into it. She comes from like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. She couldn't really get into it. So we actually changed her uh, tag on... Hit, feel free to follow her on Twitter. Uh, we changed her tag from at Erica Plays Halo to Erica Tried Halo. That's <laughs> what it says. I know. I love that. Uh, so she's an Erica Tried Halo. You know, She might not be a huge Halo fan, but she is behind the scenes helping out to the, the podcast, helping out build shirts. She made our artwork. She's great. Love her to death. She's my favorite person ever. And it was funny. I make this joke, Josh. Aww. I make this. I make this. You guys are. Amazing. I have this joke, running joke with Erica. Every time I tell her she's my favorite person ever or she's the best, I go, "But Creighton's real close." <laughs> I say that every time. <laughs> That's messed up. Uh, In typical Brian fashion. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, "But Creighton's." I'd be like, "But mm, you know, keep it up because Creighton's gaining on." Have you ever told yeah. Creighton that? I do, yeah. And it's funny because I tell Creighton because like me and my brother used to live. Like, to, she's super hard. Me, me and Creighton, my brother used to live together, and and like I always tell Creighton, I'm like, man, I miss when we used to live together. And Creighton's like, I don't. I prefer to live with my wife. And I'm like, come on, playa. I really enjoyed that time, you know. <laughs> but then Josh, you're right there too. Like you're right there with right under Creighton. And, and on the re- oh yeah, I don't mind that. No, yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't you don't need to mind it. I'm telling you that because it's real. Oh, I was just thinking about God. this the other day. I was just thinking when I was watching Damn. when I was watching Community. I was just thinking about me. I was just like, that Troy and Abed, like, that's me and Josh. Like, no, I'm not saying we're just like them, but I'm like, Josh and I get in that sink and on that level. And like, the only other person that I do that, I can do that with in a, in a sense is Creighton, but he's my brother. And that's why he gets the, he gets the level up on you because he's my brother, you know, family. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> that's fine. Creighton. I mean, Josh, if I was hanging off a cliff and your sister was hanging off the cliff, you better let me die. I mean, you're going to, right? Don't don't make me answer that question. That's a horrible. No, it's question. not. I asked She's you that sister. one time a long time ago, and it was like you, Brian is so good at would you rather questions. He's like the king as far as oh, I'm you know what I asked my wife. And one time okay, I tried to ask you one, and it was about your both your brothers, and I was like, which one do you save? And then as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, why did I just ask that? And it was horrible. And I remember that was at work, and I remember Tammy was like, Josh. <laughs> No, dude. If I was hanging off, I was like, I. It's the last time I ever tried the Would You Rather's with Brian. I was like, no, I'm just gonna leave. It if I was hanging off a volcano and your sister was hanging off a volcano and you only had time to save one of us, I'm gonna be terrified, but I'm gonna be going, Josh. I understand, bro. I'm gonna know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna let go and salute you as I fall into the lava. Is it like that scene from Endgame where you're like, let me go? Yeah, basically, let me go, Josh. You do the podcast without me. You know, <laughs> I try to say both. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, try to say both, yeah, and then. It, yeah. No, or actually, oh, you know what I've said before? I, those are horrible no, questions. You know what, though? I don't like I've them. had other people ask me, like, which brother would you choose? And I and I have an answer. No, I have an answer. I say I would run down the middle and jump into lava myself because I can't decide. And I just let them. So we all three of us would die, you know? Yeah. That's but, what I'm uh, saying. That's what I asked you a long time ago. And I was like, that's a horrible question. It is. It's but horrible. I, but you know what I thought about? Gosh, it, I was like, this isn't horrible. You talk about how I come with these questions all the time. Like, if you guys, you can only imagine how much my wife has to suffer because we were just in the store the other day and we were walking past the fruit and she's like, I want to get some apples, but not red delicious apples because I hate red delicious apples. And I was like, okay, question for you. Would you rather eat 10 dozen uh, rotten red delicious apples or an Adam's apple? <laughs> you can see it. You, you can see in her eyes. She's like, okay, nothing's going to be worse 
than uh, t- t- 10 dozen uh, d- red delicious apples. Nothing's going to be worse. You th- found a way to. And then she's also thinking that the other thing's probably going to be food. But then I'm like, an Adam's apple. And she's like, well, I don't want to be a cannibal. So I would eat the delicious apples. That's that's how my brain works. So, <laughs> love how much pride are you taking it too. I, I do, dude. It's oh, just man. it's on my mind all the time, man. I'm just constantly got yeah. these just random. It's, hey, it keeps conversations flowing. I, when I, I see that land parties happen all the time, Brian will, Brian has a moment where he checks out and he start asking these questions, and it's the funniest thing. But uh, in all seriousness, guys, thank you so much uh, for all you know, all the patrons and everything, everyone who's bought shirts, everyone who supported us. Uh, we have a website, Twitter at sacrediconhalo.com. Yeah, yep. Uh, the Twitter is twitter.com slash sacred icon halo. Josh, if you want to contact him, he is at Jovial Joshy. I am at Brian's Bane. We have an email where sometimes people write in. It's been a while since I read it, they wrote in. It's been a while. Been a while. Write into us. Because when I get an email, like here's the thing. If you guys leave a comment on Twitter, which we love, it feels like you tweeted me. If you write into email, doesn't matter who you are. I picture like you're my long lost friend who's like walking down the street with like a stick and a bandana over their shoulder. An email is kind of now, and they're just like, old, like old yeah, and it's like, like sending a letter. It's like when I open an email, it's like, hey Brian, you know, I was just walking along this this long dirt road, and I thought of you, and you know, it sounds it seems so more simple. Hey Brian, but, how are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah, just was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, um, guys, um, let's see. Does that cover all of our? Oh yeah, we're also no. On Discord. Actually, if you guys Discord, yes, we're on Discord, yes. and we also it guys, please if you uh, listen to uh, us on Apple Pods, definitely leave a five star review. Uh, it, it means so much to us. It's a huge boost, and just in general, guys, want to take a quick moment to say you guys have been so great in the Discord. It has. Oh, dude, do you so have that? Do you have? Can you pull up that iTunes review? Read that oh, off, dude. Yes. We, got a, we got a Google iTunes review. Oh, yes. But yeah, before I read that, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Brian and I, uh, we chat briefly in between uh, podcast episodes, and we, we sometimes talk about you know stuff that we saw on Twitter or just you know the Discord, and it, it genuinely means so much to us. It's such a huge boost. And if you guys have heard us in the first episode, the first couple ones, we would probably be at that level of confidence compared to where we're at now if it wasn't yeah. for all of you. So it genuinely yeah, people always say that like, uh, kind, so you know, oh, the kind words mean so much, and it seems like they're just saying that. But like, dude, me and Josh, like, when someone says something nice or positive about, I our think podcast, about it all. Day. We're like, you know, what I'm we want to do. Joking. We're like, we want to give, we want to do another show now. We want to make it the best show ever. We want to, you know, it encourages us to do, to do better. So. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that you guys even, like, it just whether it's a dollar, $10, or whatever, have donated or bought a shirt, I mean, that just, for Brian and I, like, that genuinely means, it's so weird. I just... Thinking it, somebody out there wearing a Sacred Icon Halo shirt is so cool. So cool to me. Yeah. Well, it's just... MH Cosplay I, also I'll put it this one. way. When you're, you're a kid and you're growing up in life and you think, you know, maybe you're funny or maybe you're talented at some stuff and, and you're, you're figuring out yourself along the way and it gets to a point where someone is actually, like donating money or paying money however you want to look at it to support you or hear you and stuff like that and they're basically saying with their they're speaking with their wallet that like we want more of you that's like it's just so flattering and it means so much and it's so like affirming and it it just it's like i will always i could spend an entire episode just trying to properly express how much uh, it means to us and i still wouldn't even get to the the main point of that right i should give a shout out to just because i think i can remember them all um, MH Cosplay has bought a shirt. Uh, thank you so much for that, dude. You're, he's also constantly in the in the disc. That dude is so. He's in the Discord. So he does his ODST stuff, which is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. He also did when we did our um, what Halo means to me. He did a cool video for that. Uh, John in bought a shirt. Photon bought a shirt. Thank you so much, guys. Um, 
Anthony Nicolosi from Kale Koala Nicolosi. Entertainment. He, that guy is him so and cool. his wife bought a shirt. He was on the podcast episode twenty five. Yeah. Um, I think that's it for shirts. Um, if, if you bought a shirt and I didn't mention you on here, guys, yell at me loudly on the Sacred Icon Halo Twitter. I will rectify it bigly, bigly time. Um, but anyways, go ahead read that review, uh, Josh. Yeah, and I, I might be mispronouncing your name, buddy, and I'm so sorry. I think it's Forbear. Um, but uh, yeah, so he said a couple of good boys. Uh, made me think of Dukes of Hazard. Just a good old boy. Good old boys. Oh man, that was great. He said, guys, if you're looking for a Halo podcast that puts out episodes slower than George R. R. Martin publishes Game of Thrones books, this is definitely not it. But if you're looking for a Halo podcast that puts out more episodes faster than you can listen to them, this is definitely it. I'm sure some of you guys are like, yep. <laughs> These guys have incredibly engaging discussions on every aspect of the Halo franchise, the games, the books, the deep cut lore, the philosophical community, and much more. If you're a fan of Halo at all, this podcast will make you even more of a fan. Be safe, have fun, forebear. Who just recently put out an awesome video oh, regarding dude, yeah. leaks. Definitely very cool. Video. Such uh, a cool. Uh, thank you so much for that comment, man. It just makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside, and so wholesome and everything. Yeah, dude, like it, it made our it oh. made our day. It was awesome. Um, oh, what was it gonna? Oh, I was gonna say. I want to throw this out there, guys, as a question for any of you listening. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. Josh and I are gonna do an oddball uh, episode soon, sooner than later. With my wife, because my wife would love to do uh, be on the podcast and do an episode with us. But like I said, she's not really a Halo fan, doesn't have much to contribute to that right now. And you know Josh and I, every now and then we do oddball episodes. And right now, we got two things on our mind we'd like to talk about. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Both things my wife has a lot of knowledge with as well as Josh and I. So we're going to talk about, we might do both of them, but we're going to talk about that soon. So just let us know if either of those interest you guys. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you, you know, you probably don't even tune in the Oddball episodes because you're here for the Halo stuff, and that's completely fine. But if you think you'd be interested in hearing about Final Fantasy VII Remake, let us know. If you'd be interested in hearing about Kingdom Hearts, let us know. And if we hear more about one or the other, then we'll probably do that one. So uh, that'll be probably sooner than later. But... Anyways, guys, I think that pretty much sums up everything. Josh, is that it? I, we need to get out because I could. I genuinely feel like I could record a whole other episode right now talking about how appreciative I am. Of you guys. Uh, right, <laughs> seriously. Yeah, we'll just have that one day. It'll just be the appreciative episode. So yeah, um, that'd be cool. All right, guys, uh, thank you so much. Um, I guess I'll just thank you for tuning into the Sacred Icon Halo Show with Brian and Joshua. Boom, boom, boom. I don't have anything else to go on after boom, that. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Bring in the lyrics, Josh. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, keep going, keep going. I'm bringing up to that, baby. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. When you listen to a... Shit, I ain't got nothing. All right, guys. That's a clear sign. We need to get out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much. You guys are so great. Like he said, thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you guys next time. We will talk to you guys next week on the Sacred Icon Halo Show. Keep it sacred, guys. Peace.